as far as TV shows and video games, like it's getting to a point where like Marvel and Star Wars, I'm like, I'll watch, I'll pick and choose what I watch, but I'm not watching all of it because there's just too much. She Hulk's ass. I'm going to say it. Not going to lie. She Hulk is terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible show. Oh, get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Terrible. Listen, it's like Harvey Birdman like meets Marvel. You got the worst hot takes Stop. in the world. All right, coming from the chat, uh, Ender says She Hulk is not terrible. Latin Legacy says Joe's got some Reddit level hot takes, and then Joe uh, Matt comes back and says it was funny, paced well, and the CGI is not as bad as people were saying. So suck it, Joe. Okay, people can be wrong. It's okay. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Horrors, this is episode 537. I'm your host, Chicken Mick. Alongside with me, he brings the awesome, it's I Yield to No One. This week on the Trophy Horse podcast, we get to listen to Tricky Mick beat a dead horse yet again. He's the man, he's the myth, he's a legend, it's Alex. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, here's on a half shell, hey it's Joe! And yes, he is Mr. TMT himself, it's Joe. Long time, uh, no listen. No, I listen to the show every week, I really do. It's, uh, it's the reason why I podcast, so thank you guys. Hey, you listen twice as much as I listen. <laughs> You're on the show, you really don't have to listen. Oh, I'm so proud of Yield. He updated his trophies on PSN profile. That's what you asked us to do. If we're, are, are you are you on Twitch at the moment? I am on Twitch at the All moment. All right, you got it fixed. All right, yeah. Well, yeah, it was a it was a software issue last week. Okay, so and so the twit the the, the, the Twitchies will be happy. Yes, we are currently live on Twitch. Uh. We only have one person. We don't have Rick, which is the first time ever we don't have Rick. Uh, but we do have Ender Phoenix, which I believe is Matt G. Man, all those government names. Maybe he was trying. Maybe he was trying to hide. Matt, Maddie's supporting, supporting hard. Shout out to Maddie. No, I'm going to be honest. If you have a name that awesome like Ender Phoenix, you want to be known who you are. You want credit for that name. Uh, I'm getting a little distracted right because I'm trying to do new things, uh, which I probably shouldn't be doing. Let's do an updated trophy count. I am level 683, total trophies of 16,772 with 372 Platinums. Alex? I am level 460 with a total trophy count of 8,060 and a Platinum count of 127 in 126 games. Yield? I am a newly minted level 479 with the trophy count of 8722 and a platinum count of 156 Sid is level 663 with 14,790 trof- trophies 
and an amazingly 387 platinums. That mofo got 90 platinums in one day. He's putting you to shame, Tricky. He's doing it better than you could do he it. He definitely put me to shame. I'm going to have to try to beat that record once uh, January 1st comes along. But, yeah, that mofo got 90 Platinums in one day. What your, You said your record, I believe, was uh, 64? I think it was 60, yeah, 64. That was on Extra Life. And I probably would have had more that day, but uh, I was challenged uh, by Kalai to play the Division for three hours. So that took me... Uh, that probably cost me about 20, 30 Platinums. Uh, Joe, what are you looking at, sir? I am looking at my trophies, and they are... Uh, I'm a level 444 with a total trophy count of 9,468 with 29 Platinums. All right. All right, so let's get into what we're playing as I'm trying to do some things on the... Uh, uh, Twitch and the agenda. So I'm going to start with Joe. Joe, what have you been playing, sir? A lot. Games. Um, so I played the Forbidden Fruit yesterday. Corey and I raced on uh, My Name is Mayo 3. I am the two-time defending My Name is Mayo champion now. I've won both races to the Platinum. Congratulations to me. Yes, I did it. Um, <laughs> My Name is Mayo 3 is pretty cool. Like, I don't want to spoil it, because I know like you and Daryl haven't been able to play it. But it's very different from the first game. And even more different from the second game. Has a real as a. Fact, I love the fact that you said you don't want to spoil my name is Mayo for me. <laughs> I mean, because it has a it has a very different second half to the game, which I can't spoil. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, you should definitely yeah, check it out. Uh, as uh, Sid did it for a Sophie's Trophy, he, told, he said it's a, it has a com- very compelling story to it. Style. Oh yeah, it's so compelling. You know, walk Mayo, walk. It's pretty much pretty much the compellingness of that story um i also played uh, monopoly madness because we got it for free on playstation plus premium which is a lot of p's plus playstation premium plus it's a lot um but i played that it's pretty cool it's monopoly but it's got like a twist where you kind of play like this interactive monopoly game versus like i wouldn't say monopoly is a non-interactive game but it's a lot of just like sitting there and waiting for people to take their turns this is like madness as the title um implies like you all go at once and you have to suck up like money and energy with your like character you could be like a dinosaur or like a mutant cat or like other cat it's pretty cool you guys should check it out it's free so if you have playstation plus premium other than that i played one piece pirate warriors 3 because i love my muso games and i'll play them every day every day every day every day so this one's pretty cool it's uh it's got one piece characters i don't know i'm it's really long compared to most muso storylines kind of like one piece you know, like One Piece is like 9,000 episodes. Well, this has like 9,000 levels. And, All right. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. I finished Lego Batman 3. Awesome. I actually like that. Yeah, Yield, it actually, it's a really good game. Like, I like this one a lot. I like, I kind of, like, Lego Batman's kind of like where the Lego games started. And I feel like it's where the Lego games kind of like, kind of like started jettisoning in a different direction towards like a more interactive game versus like kind of just like going from left to right bashing stuff, collecting studs, and then buying stuff with those studs and then getting mini kits. Like this this is the game where they really started adding more like different power ups and different things to do and it's a it's a really cool game. I thought it was I thought the story was kinda eh, but I mean I mean I know it kinda leads into like if if I'm not mistaken, isn't the supervillains one like a sequel to this one? Yeah, Lego Batman two has all the supervillains. Yeah, so I'm I'm I enjoyed it. Uh, no, I- 
I think you were talking about the new supervillains game, right? Well, there, there's one that features a lot of supervillains, but Lego Batman 2 is like in outer space and it features also heroes and That's villains. Lego Batman 3. You're thinking Lego Batman 2 is just a direct sequel to the first one. And it pretty much is just a sequel to the first one. 3 is the one in outer space. That's the Beyond Gotham one. Oh, I'm trying to think because I, well, I, I played, I've got the Platinum in the original. Well, I, I, I don't think the original Lego Batman had a tro- uh, trophy list. No, it did not. Yeah, Lego Batman 3 was the first one to have a trophy first list. First one to have a trophy list, correct. Because I went back to play the others, and I was like, I'm not doing this. There's no trophies. Okay, okay <laughs> yeah, like, then it is Lego Batman 3. I was I like, played. I want to replay this, but there's no trophies. Because they have, they have achievements on Xbox. I know that's a dirty word on the show, but they do have a, they do have achievements for, for anybody that plays Xbox. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Lego game start with Star Wars? Isn't that the first property that correct. they used? No. For Star no, Wars, for Lego, Jones was was it? Was no, it? no, I no, think it was Star Wars. Star Wars. It's Star Wars one. It was the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, and it went to Indiana Jones, and then it was Batman. Yeah, then I think it was Batman. But Batman, I think had if they didn't go to Clone Wars, then it was Batman that had the sequels first. N- n- it's close because Indiana Jones two came out close to when Batman two and Batman yeah when Batman two came out because those are both on original Xbox three sixty so. Because I, I, played, I played most of the original Lego games all on my Wii. I played them all on everything. So and then, and then Pirates I, of Pirates of the Caribbean is one of the best ones. I, I, yeah. And then I, I sw- I played, I bought Indiana Jones two, so I could play it on the PlayStation and get trophies for it. Because <laughs> I enjoyed it, and, and I, I liked how when Indiana Jones two they incorporated that open world. To where like like each movie kind of floated, you know, had the open world hub where you could just you destroyed stuff and oh, I want to go to this movie. What's your, Let's start what's here. Your, what's your favorite Lego game? All of you guys, like I'll go last, but you guys can kind of go first. Ah, uh, I mean, I think the Avengers one. It's a good one. I, I enjoyed Star Wars. I enjoyed the OG one. I haven't played Skywalker Saga yet, so I really can't say that one, but. I mean, as a whole, I enjoyed the first one. Um, I'm digging uh, Undercover. What I've Undercover is so a great far. game. I'm about halfway through the story. Story's kind of amp, but I really enjoy the game of in itself. I mean, is all right. Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tricky. I'm sorry, I looked it up. Now, are we just talking about? Hold on, Alex didn't give me a favorite Lego game. Alex, do you have a, Le- a favorite Lego game? Have you played any of them? Oh yeah, I've played quite a few of them. I did like Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think that my favorite has to be the original Lego Batman, just because, like, the Batman villains, like, and the characters, like, it lends itself so well to unlocking all of the Lego versions from them. I mean, it's just, to me, they're they're far more interesting than the characters from Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, so I think that the original Lego Batman has to be my favorite. Okay. Tricky, you said, you said, what, Avengers? No, no, as far as the licensed properties, are we talking about just straight, like, on PlayStation 2, or, because there was three games really... Lego Star Wars was the first game on PlayStation 2. Correct. Okay. What, what was the first game overall? Yeah, that's what that's we were, what we're, we're Well, Lego Island they, is the first one. No, no. There's a, there's a Lego creator, Harry Potter, that was released in 2001, but that was for Windows. There was a creator, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, for Windows. And there's a Defenders of the Outer Dimension on Windows. Both Those last two were released in 2002. But Lego Star Wars was 2005. Star Wars 2 was 2006. The Complete Saga was 2007. Indiana Jones and Lego Batman were 2008. 
Lego Rock Band and Lego uh, Indiana Jones 2 was in 2009. Harry Potter years 1 through 4 was in 10. Lego Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, and Lego Harry Potter 5 through 7 was in 2011. Lego Batman 2, Lego Lord of the Rings was in 12. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes 13. In 14, there was Super Heroes Universe in Peril, the Lego Movie Video Game, Lego The Hobbit, Batman 3, and Lego Star Wars Micro Fighters. Uh, In 15, there was Jurassic Park and Dimensions. 16 was Marvel's Avengers, The Force Awakens, and The Potter Collection. 17 was Lego Batman Movie, Ninjago Movie, and uh, Marvel Super Heroes 2. 18 was The Incredibles and Super Villains. 19 was Lego Movie 2, and and then the Lego Marvel Collection. And then 22 was The Skywalker Saga. Okay, so it was, at least on consoles, it was the Star Wars series franchise that started off. Yeah, it came out to, for it came out for GameCube, PlayStation Two, Xbox, and the Game Boy Advance. I mean, that's only if you're talking about like Lego, like Traveler's Tales games. If you're talking about like Lego game games, the first one ever wasn't it Lego Island for uh, back in, for the PC? Back in, no, back in '95, um, it came out for the Sega Pico. Was Lego fun to build? Oh, damn! That was Lego, before Lego Island. Wow. Like, yeah, that was in '95. Lego Island was '97. Dude, Lego Island is such a great game. Such a great game. That's why I was asking, are we talking about straight properties or what? Because there th- there's been other Marvel, or excuse me, other Lego games. There was one for the 64 and the PlayStation, Lego Racers, uh, Lego Rock Raiders. It was both came out in 99. So, yeah, it's dating back. But if we're talking about licensed properties, Star Wars was the first one. And there you go. There's the Oh, answer. and by the way, my favorite Lego game is Lego Jurassic World. I didn't, I like that one, but I thought that was a little too bloated. Oh, it's de- it's definitely bloated. See, I, I I like my Lego games to be I, I, I compact is the wrong word, but not I don't want a whole bunch of filler in my Lego games. I just want you know to do the things, give me the bricks in the open world, and let me have fun. That's why I didn't do uh, Batman Three on the Vita because there was no open world. I would argue that all of the Lego games are pretty bloated. I mean, if you're going for Platinums, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would kind of go lean towards. I mean, they're all enjoyable. Well, I mean, who 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 do you think you're talking to here if you're going to the for the Platinum? I mean, I'm I mean, I'm talking to Tricky cuz he's doesn't he have a Platinum? You have a Platinum in every single Lego licensed game? No. No. How is I, How is that not a thing? Uh because what was it? The, the second Avengers game I got stuck on one of the races, and I never went back. Uh, I didn't finish Ninjago. I didn't finish the Lego movies, either one of them. And and I still haven't gotten the Platinum in uh, Skywalker Saga. Because that one's really bloated. Oh my god, is that one bloated. I just gotta do a bunch of open world stuff. Uh, Okay, yeah, so Matt G... Said Lego Island for PC in 97, and then Lego Harry Potter was in 2001. And then he typed something that got censored out. I don't know what he said. Alright, so where are we? Uh, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Been playing some Rocket League, and I just... Playing Rocket League competitive is 
making me realize and, and further backing up the fact that um, EA's full of shit when they talk about nobody wants to play single player games anymore because after playing Rocket League for any amount of time, I only want to play single player games. So this my God, that community is wretched. Just people constantly like leaving competitive matches, which leaves you to disadvantage because in casual, if somebody gets disconnected or leaves, they try to replace you, that person with a computer or another player. In competitive, they don't get replaced. So a lot of times you'll be all, like three on two and stuff like that. And also like there was another day where I was playing with people and one of the guys didn't like how other people were playing defense on my team. And if anyone who has played with me will tell you, I always play defense. Like I will play defense more often than I will play offense because I want to protect the goal. And this dude didn't like how people were rotating. So he basically just drove around the arena so he wouldn't get kicked for being idle and wouldn't get like a five minute um, ban from playing the game. So he basically just drove around, didn't help his team. We lost by one goal because this, this person couldn't couldn't be bothered to help. So uh, Rocket League Online, I, I think that I really need to take a break from Rocket League. Like the rewards in the season kind of drew me back in. But I've, every season I think I'm like, okay, this is the time that I'm going to take from break from Rocket League because I just can't stand that community. I cannot stand – I started blocking people in, my, in mass – like if you write shitty comments or you have a, a racist name or well that was that was going to happen anyway you know in the far before but if you if you make fun of anybody I, immediate block get out of here I'm done with you you're not playing you're idle blocked get out of here so I started blocking a ton of people in that game uh, but to regain my sanity I've been playing some single player games and mostly Horizon so I went back and got my hundred percent back in Horizon Forbidden West I went and got all the new game plus items for. Uh, all the legendary weapons, all the legendary face paints, and then the dyes for the clothes, which if you haven't played Forbidden West and, and the champion tokens, you need 125 champions tokens to get all the new game plus items, which takes a long time. Uh, for most people, I'd say it's probably not worth it, but for someone like me who I love Forbidden West, it's probably one of my favorite games. You know, you see a game, like for me and Joe, you see a game like Shredder's Revenge and Cowbunga Collection, you're like, I'm going to get all those trophies, I'm going to do it. This is another one of those games where it's like, I just want 100% this game, so... Currently going back and finish and, and filling up some gaps in my backlog. So I jumped from Forbidden West to Horizon Zero Dawn. So I'm replaying Horizon Zero Dawn on New Game Plus on Ultra Hard and trying to get those two trophies that I missed to get back my 100% in that. And I got to say, like playing on the PS4 and playing Horizon, it's a, a fantastic game still. Still is great, but the load times are so bad. Like it's worth owning a PlayStation 5 just not to have to deal with load times because Horizon Forbidden West had like almost no load times. And also, like, you don't appreciate how much work went to Forbidden West until you've gone back and played Zero Dawn, because I probably uncovered maybe a third of the map playing the game for less than six hours, maybe less than five hours, well, probably less than six hours, I'd say. And uh, I, the map is so much smaller in, in Zero Dawn than is in Forbidden West, so, like, going back and playing Horizon Zero Dawn gives you a better appreciation for how much work they put into Forbidden West, because it's just a much more massive game. So I still love Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Load times kill me, but uh, oh, well, the one thing I do want to comment about Forbidden West, one of my big gripes with that game is I feel like it's too hard to actually upgrade the weapons. Like, it takes a lot, especially the legendary weapons, and I get it. You don't want to make it too easy to upgrade the weapons, but at the same time, I've played the game now essentially three times, and one of those times, I, I, I beat it like 95%, and I still, like, a, a, a bow set, the Sunseeker bow, or no, it's the Deathseeker bow. I put almost 120 hours in that game. Like, I still have upgraded twice, and there's five total upgrades. So I do feel like they uh, they made it too hard to upgrade outfits, weapons, in, in Forbidden West. So I hope that they ease up on that in the next game. But uh, other than that, I still love that game. And uh, yeah, basically just uh, trying to get 
all the New Game Plus uh, Horizon trophies that I can get. Uh, next, I think I'm going to move on to Overcooked, and I'm actually probably going to go after the Kena Bridge of Spirits Platinum Trophy. I want to try to mop that up, but that's definitely not going to happen before uh, they come out with the uh, the New Game Plus for that. We'll have more news on that later. And uh, so later in September, September 27th, I think after that, I'll st- I'll try to go for the Kena Platinum. But uh, Overcooked might be next. I'm only missing two trophies in that. But uh, up next, Calbung Collection. That'll be my next Platinum Trophy. All right. I got a question for, uh, well, a comment from Matt says, the Dual Scorchers Challenge sucked. I don't remember that one. Which, what was it? Dual Scorchers Challenge. The Scorchers, they're in Forbidden West. I can't remember exactly. I, I, I didn't don't remember that challenge. So, I don't remember that challenge. I went through the game. My first time on Ultra Hard was basically just the story missions, and there was nothing like that in there. But I, I even on my second playthrough, where I did pretty much everything to get champions tokens, I, uh, I still don't remember that. Uh, if you are going to do try to get all the new game plus weapons, get that bronze trophy. Focus on the cauldrons and the the rebel camps because those each get you three champions tokens, whereas most other things get you two. Uh, and skip the errands. The errands get you one token each. So focus more on like the story missions, the the main character side missions, and then the uh, the cauldrons and the uh, rebel camps. Also, the tall necks will get you two, two. So focus on all that. But yeah, I, I don't remember the scorchers were tough. They were really rough and. They can kill you pretty quickly on Ultra Hard, but I don't remember the Two Scorcher Challenge. All right. Uh, I do have a question for you, Alex, in a minute, but Yield, I'm going to go to you first. What have you been playing? Play some Rocket League. A little bit of World of Warship Legends. Rayman Legends. Working on my awesome level. Lego City Undercover. Man Eater. Is that it? Uh... That may have been oh, and some deep rock, uh, galactic. That's it. All right, and let me bring back up my PSN profile because I've been playing some Fall Guys. Uh, apparently, uh, this is the third time I'm getting trophies in that game. I didn't realize that. Um, so. Actually, it's probably because I'm playing the PS5 version of it. But I've been playing a little bit of Fall Guys. Uh, I was watching a little bit of Tim the Tatman play it and kind of got me interested in playing it again. Uh, because we got Uno and uh, Wheel of Fortune free for uh, Plus, I've been playing that. Tried a little Multiverses. Doesn't seem like a little bad game. I mean, it's not something I'm going to play a lot, but it definitely a uh, very Smash Brothers-like. Um, got to unlock the characters, which the only character I have access to right now is Wonder Woman. Which I don't understand why you don't release like more than one character at the start, but you got to play a little bit and you'll unlock things. And a little Alan Wake, I played that. Uh, no, I didn't play that this week. I played that last week. Uh, so yeah. All right. So Alex, I have a request from Sid. Uh, I was talking to him today when he said in his Sophie trophies. Uh, he says, get Alex to talk about the Bloodborne Chalice Dungeons. He's back on it, but he can't figure them out. <laughs> I, uh, it's been a while since I played those. This is like 2018 when I played those. So I don't know how much I can really help with those. I will tell you that um, the Chalice Dungeons harbor some of the hardest bosses in that game. So if you think, like, the DLC is hard... The old hunters, or if you think the regular game is hard, the Chalice Dungeon actually has like 
like the abhorrent beast to me is the hardest boss in that game um i think i I had to essentially poison it so that it took poison damage you know uh, you know a battle of attrition essentially where it would the health would go down while i was trying to attack it and while i was dodging so you know a balance of offense and defense but i definitely remember poisoning that honestly i don't know without anything specific i don't really remember i don't know how to help sid with that i remember they were just i would have to go back and play them i just remember they were pretty rough um as far as all that goes Sorry, sorry, Sid, I can't give any specifics, but I do remember the hardest bosses were in the Chalice Dungeons. I just, I don't remember how that format was laid out and, and, and the best way to go about things. All right. So before we actually get into our topics this week, uh, I want to let everybody know that I've been uploading the, the live streams and some past episodes uh, up to our YouTube, so please go check that out. If you want more of the uh, back catalog of the videos up there, let me know, and I will, you know, work out trying to, you know, get them uploaded because it takes a little work uh, each episode to do. But if you want to listen to us on YouTube, uh, you do have the opportunity to do that when this, when the MP3 goes live to the podcast services. It's also upgrade uploading to YouTube, so be sure to check that out. Uh, and what was the other thing I wanted to say? I don't remember. Oh, I'll remember. Uh, all right, so... Let's get into our news stories. Um, trying a, l- a new thing on the Facebook, uh, the Twitch stream as we bring up uh, logos, uh, which is now not coming up. There it goes. The first one is Sony is working on a Days Gone movie. This is coming from Logan Plant over at IGN. Uh, the parade of PlayStation movie and series ad- adaptations continues as we're now learning Sony is working on a Days Gone movie. As reported by Deadline, Sony PlayStation Productions is apparently developing the film with an ab- adaptation from X-Men First Class story developer Sheldon Turner. The movie will be produced by Vendetta Productions and PlayStation Productions. Uh, which, I, I want to talk about this, not because they're making another video game movie, but I, I, I don't get how the hell we're getting a movie. Like They feel like this is good enough to make a movie, but we're not good enough to get a second game. And that's where I want this conversation to go. So, Yield, I'm going to start with you. How the hell are they making a movie, but they're not making a second game? Because that's what Sony's is got a high on or a hard on for right now. It's video game movies. I They're going to saturate the market, in my opinion, to where... Or it feels like they're going to saturate the market to where it it's not going to make it special. So, I... If you didn't have already did Uncharted and you've already got The Last of Us in the works, I might be excited for it, but I'm not really. As in the sense of how can you do this movie and not do a sequel? I If the movie does good, it almost warrants a sequel. In that aspect of the game itself, warranted its own sequel. Sony's, I don't know what Sony's issue is. But yeah, I, I, I shake my head at that too. I don't understand how you're going to make a movie on the first game, but denied the sequel. All right. Alice, we'll go to you. Your thoughts? I mean, like Yield said, that maybe if the movie does well enough, that it'll, it'll earn him a sequel. And I mean, with Sony Bend, we can assume, is, is working on something else already. So. Maybe they can have Sony been circled back around to it, or maybe they can have another studio pick it up. But 
if you're if you're a fan of Days Gone, this is good news because it means they haven't left Days Gone in the past. It's like they have seen value in Days Gone. So again, you weren't going to get a sequel without this. If it does well enough, then you will likely get a sequel. So this can mean to me only good things for fans of Days Gone, unless you know the it, it tanks. But you know, again, this is potentially your only shot at a sequel. All right, Joe. I don't know what to say here. It's like. <laughs> it's like honestly like the game didn't sell well and i get that but it came out did it come out like the same day as mortal kombat 11 did so i feel like you know already there you weren't gonna sell well and the game took forever to come out and it had a bloated production cost so you know what like maybe a movie is the route they need to go but like are you really gonna pay 20 dollars to see this in a movie theater People wouldn't pay $20 to buy it on a store shelf. Dude, it was free for PlayStation Plus, and I didn't even play it. <laughs> See, so, it's, it's a good game. It's a great game. It's a I, great I game. mean, I'm not shitting on the game. I just, I don't have any desire to play a game that I foresee as like the it's, last. It's okay. You know, it's, you know, coming to Tubi in March of, you know, 2023, uh, Days Gone, the movie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 came out four days before Days Gone. I know they both came out almost the same time because I got them both for that that year for my birthday because they both came out in April. So, yep. Uh, all right, yeah. Like I've already made my comments. Um, Latin Legacy in the Twitch chat says film is their most profitable profitable division at the moment. That is definitely a call from the higher up. That's not possible though. You make more money hand over fist on video games than you do on film. It's actually it makes more money. It's actually it's the only industry that rivals. The film industry is the gaming industry right now. It's the only thing that makes almost as much as they do. All right. And, uh, Alex, you used to watch Outlander, right? Well, Ashley watched Outlander. I did. Outlander's a good oh. show. Uh, apparently they're eyeing, uh, Sam Yugen to play, uh, the lead character, Deacon St. John. Uh, he was also in, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Bloodshot, and the Upcovered Everest movie. I just don't understand how they're making a movie without, you know, <laughs> greenlight the sequel. I mean, it, again, that maybe they see that it failed in, or or from their perspective, you know, it didn't sell as well as they wanted. So maybe they say that this the meat this the it's a different medium they need to push this this uh, story on. The game's faults in, in, in two ways was it. it Initially, did not live up to the hype because it it was the game in itself was kind of a slow burn. But it's good though. It was still it was still good. Even I the first like three hours into it, I'm like, man, what? You know, this game was so hyped. I'm just not feeling it. And then all of a sudden, you get about a quarter into it, and you're like, wow, this is this is really good. But Sony overhyped the holy hell out of this game. But did they? But did they yield? Because I feel like this game is marketed towards, like they they did, Joe. Because I went to PAX and a quarter of the four was a day's gone. Because it's a great fucking game, and the problem is it got delayed so long and pushed back many numerous times that people are like, "Fuck this game," because it took way too long to come out and there was way too much hype around it. And when games get delayed too much and there's too much hype, people are gonna hate on it just because of just because the hype train passed them by, and. I really think the game is way better. What happened? No, I, I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> it, 
but it's crazy. It's like Sony can make another another copy of The Last of Us. Yeah, we're going to go there. It can make a Last of Us remaster, oh, we're, we're remaster, remastered edition, but it can't make a sequel to a game that's unique. It's like The Last of Us is a great. Is it is it unique? How many how many post apocalyptic zombie games? And I know that's generalizing, <laughs> but how many how many of those do you want from your own first party studio within a certain time limit? Because again, you have The Last of Us. Why do you need Days Gone? It's it's. I mean, it's essentially within the same bounds. I've said that again and again yeah, that Sony sees these games as too close. Listen, I I've played. I've gotten the Platinum Days Gone. I've played The Last of Us Two. Damn, you got. I the- think there's an. I think there's a. There's a. There's enough differences to set separate the games apart. Definitely, I feel like one is a cinematic masterpiece, and the other one's a video game. Uh Matt G in the oh no comment, says, no comment. <laughs> says uh, GameStop debuted their Love or Return it program when Days Gone got released. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. That was where you could play a game for a week, and if you, or a week up to a week, maybe it was only a few days, and if you didn't love it, you could. Give it back, and they'd get your money back. The entire sixty, yeah, yes, yep. I, I didn't like I, the game. Quote, quote. So people, people were as you as you would well imagine. People quickly took advantage of that because they would get the game, they would burn through it, platinum it or whatever, and then be like, "Here, I didn't like it." Quote unquote, didn't like it. Didn't like it, and then get their money back. That program didn't last long. <laughs> No, it's okay, Lee, you know, because, like, PlayStation Plus Premium does that now with the trials. Like, I got eighty, almost 80% of the trophies in MLB The Show 22 yeah. just doing the trial. Really? All right, I I just looked it up. Uh, apparently, uh, the Guaranteed to Love It program, it started uh, in 2019, and customers had 48 hours to return a new game. If they didn't like it, they could re- receive a full refund in the form of trade-in credit. So you didn't get your money back. You had to... They kept your money, you just didn't have to keep the game. I mean, essentially, you could just keep using that credit over and over again with that system, though. That's why it was super flawed. Well, yeah, but... I I think it only applied to new games. Yeah, it was only a new game, so how many new games are going to come out in a week? And you only had 48 hours to return it. No, no, no. Once the store credit got funded to your account, you had the store credit forever, though. And you could just keep reusing it on a new game. Every time. Yeah. That's what Joe's saying. It's like and it's broken. It's like, here's here, here here's another game I'm semi interested in. Yeah, I want that game. Burn through it in less than forty eight hours and be like, yeah, I didn't like it. And then you play another <laughs> game for free and then just keep using that same sixty bucks over and over again. It's like the used game trick for fifty five dollars. You could buy a game for fifty five dollars until GameStop changed their used game policy. You could be like, all right, I'll I'll take this used game. You have, you have, I think you had like seven days to return it. Yeah, I I abused that. <laughs> I remember. I remember when you taught me, Tricky, that you could get the whole Last of Us, uh, or not Last of Us. Um, d- uh, what was it? Walking Dead game for for basically nothing because it was all on the disc. So all you had to do is, or it was all on the disc, but you had to download it to your console. So it saved your console, and you could just return the disc. I was like, oh damn, look at that! Yeah, they, yeah, they, they uh, basically you put it in the disc, and it gave you the like you had to play the first episode, and then it gave you episodes two, three, four, and five as digital downloads, and they stayed on your system. So when you return to this, you just could, you couldn't play uh, episode one anymore, but you could play two, three, four, and five, and that happened with every Telltale game. That's crazy. That's like a broken system. Uh, 
All right. So we're going to move on here. Uh, let's uh, make sure this is working. And it worked. Kenya Birds of Spirits is getting a big update and a Steam version. This is coming from IGN and is written by Joe Scribbles. Uh, IGN can, exclus- can exclusively reveal that the game will receive a free anniversary update on September 27th, which includes includes New Game Plus, Charmstones, Spirit, Ga- Spirit Guide Trials, Outfits, Accessibility Features, and on the same day, the game will get a Steam release, having the previously been an Epic Store uh, PC exclusive. Uh, the anniversary update, uh, said, like I said, is going to give you New Game Plus, which will allow players who have completed the game to restart this journey with all the previously unlocked abilities, upgrades, outfits, rot, etc., and take on re- on redesigned and more challenging combat encounters. Charm Stones are individually uh, equipable. These unique collectibles each provide a different adjustment to the stats and abilities. New game mode called the Spirit Guide Trials, challenging players' skills with a variety of replayable challenges across three different categories, an obstacle course, wave defenses, and boss reflex. Uh, completing the Spirit Guide Trials unlocks outfits, each one inspired by one of the characters she meets along her journey. Succeeding at the bonus objectives within each trial can unlock color variations of each outfit, as well as some unique charm stones. And an exclusive outfit for deluxe edition owners. How comes your How comes you're skipping Kenna? Because me and Alex dif- disagree on how to say the word. Okay. I say Kenya. He says it's it's Kena. Kena. They said it in Sorry. the game. They Kena. said Kena. I, I still know I said it wrong. <laughs> See, and that that's exactly why I skipped over her name. <laughs> uh, because you said Kenya. Because I that's a country. Pronounce it. I pronounce it. Anyway. Alex, uh, I think you've played it. Yeah, I've beaten it. I just haven't done the master difficulty run through yet. And uh, I wonder, because before you couldn't do New Game Plus for that trophy, you had to do essentially just start all over again with no upgrades. I wonder if what for the hardest difficulty. Yeah, I wonder if for your your master run now, if you can use a new game plus and keep all of your upgrades. It's just going to have more, cha- like they said, rework challenges, harder combat to, you know, still pose some sort of threat to the player. But I, you know, that, that's my biggest question is if you, if you still don't have that trophy, can you get it through new game plus? Uh, that was good. That was my thought as well. Uh, Joe, did you play it? I did not play it yet. I'm interested in playing this, but I've just been, I've just been waiting because I just have too many games in my backlog right now. I'm not trying to buy anything right now. Like, honestly, so. And you, I'm still waiting for it to to drop down to like twenty bucks. It's it's in my to it's in my I'm going to play it list because I've watched it. I was interested to begin with. I watched it at a buddy's house and was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then I've since I just like Joe, I've got so much in my backlog. I, it's not a rush. All right. I I would have to think it would have dropped in price by now. I mean, did yield? Do you have like an eye on it or? Because I can't believe through the holidays and the summer it's sales, got, it's gotten a twenty-four. Sales, it hasn't it's gotten gone close yield. Twenty-four for for digital. I'm still <laughs> waiting for the physical copy to drop. So yeah, I keep an eye on it. Every so every so often, I Amazon and GameStop, and oh uh, no, nope, not yet. Okay. Oh, there's a sale. Where are we at? Uh, we're getting there. Where do you see it for twenty-four, Joe? It was twenty-four on PlayStation Network a whole bunch of times. Oh like yeah, a whole bunch. Oh right, because right now it's a. Uh... It's forty dollars right now, yeah, and it's fifty for the deluxe. Edition. I think it was like two sales ago. What in the summer sale? I think it was the sale before that. 
Yeah, but it's always been on. It's been on sale a whole bunch since it came out. Um, I would definitely say Yield. Like it's, I've I've played it. It's a really good game. I just have I just I have no desire to buy it right now. But I would say like definitely check like Brickseeker. Use like Brickseeker.com because you can look up like multiple stores at once. Okay. And I would like start checking like Walmart's and Targets because they had it physically and they might have already like clearanced them out because they're probably not selling. I mean, going going into uh, – I would go into Walmart above Target because Target's – as I shared on the Trophy Horrors Facebook page today, Target's selection of games is pathetic. It's tiny and whatever they do have is either down to no copies or one or two copies. So I wouldn't rely on Target for anything physical games. That's because physical games are dying. They're not though. They are. No, they're not. I mean, there may be still be a market, but it's going to go to like Amazon or Walmart or indie stores. Like GameStop's in in trouble. Like they've been in financial trouble GameStop's for a while now. GameStop's in trouble. We need the mom and pop video game stores just to have their resurgence. Uh, yeah, you know, but that that's still a problem because they can't make a profit with how much they'd have to pay their employees and like how much games cost. It's like I worked for a mom and pop game store at one at one point in my life, and it was just really hard for them to keep the lights on, like. And the lady paid me in games. It was like the best job I ever had, guys. The best. Like, because I worked a full-time job, and then I worked that job on the side just to pay for my games. Because no matter how much I worked a week, she gave me three brand new games every other week. So, like, I was probably getting screwed. I was probably getting screwed. But, like, three brand new games to me for working, like, two or three days for her. And I got to work with one of my one of my best friends. Like, it was easy money. Well, easy games, really. But, yeah. Well, look at it this way. Like today, we went to there. We uh, every year we go to the Louisville Arcade Expo, and one of the booths there is is called Cardinal Gaming, and they have a game shop in town where they sell you know old memorabilia, plushes, uh, tabletop games. They also sell retro games, uh, retro consoles, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they actually recently opened up a location in Middletown near where we live, and uh, we went in there today, and they've got a nice selection of stuff. Like, but it's mo- video games, like, they've got some newer stuff, but mostly it's older consoles and, like, retro video games. So, even, like, small indie stores, a lot of the stuff is going to be, like, classic memorabilia. It's not necessarily going to be all the new games. So, I mean, as we go on and on, the best place to shop is still going to be the digital storefront because they're going to have almost everything. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you in Louisville or anywhere near Louisville, go check out Cardinal Gaming because, like I said, they got a pretty good inventory. They got they got a lot of good stuff to buy. But I mean, they want to sell... I uh they want to sell you that like nine thousand dollar Mario copy that's got like a grade ten grade ten uh copy. They they had they had Earthbound and they had uh, Chrono Trigger. So I mean they they over you know Earthbound was over three hundred bucks and uh and yeah for it for the uh for the NES copy. But uh, I mean they got some cool stuff in there. But if you go into one of those shops, I want retro stuff. I don't want PS4 PS5 games. It's not what I'm looking for. I don't want Switch games. So yeah, your best bet at this point is Amazon to Walmart because again. Target's just got a piss poor selection, and it's it was this way like with movie or music, and then movies. You know, as we go on, like it hits every multimedia, so it's just that time for, where people realize that stuff like that just doesn't sell at Target anymore, and they're you know the aisles have dried up, and there's not a great selection. Right, you could you could say it on the show. You don't have to type it in the chat. Well, no, you, they were talking, so I was just letting Joe know where I found it at. Just, yeah. I, 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 I Wally World's got it for twenty five bucks. That's the deluxe edition. That's not that's not bad. Yeah. Actually. No, that's I, not I that, that's that. not bad. I would snag it. I, I love how uh, he put WallyWorld.com. <laughs> oh, also, and I think there was some question because at the beginning, 
there was a glitch that allowed you to get the the uh, the platinum trophy much easier to where you didn't have to play through the master difficulty to get the platinum trophy. Yeah. You could just kind of warp to the end and get they the trophy. That, I heard. Uh, well, they patched it, but also the physical the physical copy comes with the most up to date firmware, so you can't go back. So if you're so that was the question: if you buy the physical copy, can you get you know? Do you have to upgrade, or can you just get it, you know, out of the box and, and, and still use that glitch? You can't. It's upgraded to the most recent firmware, so the physical copy. You're even on the physical copy. You're gonna have to play through the the actually master difficulty. Yep. All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, Avalanche Studios apparently was making a open world Iron Man game. Uh, this is coming from IGN, written by Logan Plant in an interview with MinMax. Avalanche Studios co-founder Christopher Sundberg said the game was in development for a couple years before it was ultimately canceled around 2012. It would have been an open-world game where Sundberg said you'd be able to take off and just fly anywhere. Sundberg also mentioned the ability to punch enemies through walls with Iron Man's repulsor gloves. Uh, So, question, gentlemen. Uh, I know you guys are not big on the uh, superhero games, and I know uh, little open-world games tend to annoy us a little bit. Uh, would you guys have played an Iron Man open world game? Uh, Alice, we'll start with you. Uh, possibly. I mean, if it was fun, I mean, you have like Hulk, Hulk Ultimate Destruction on the PS2, which is a super fun superhero, su- superhero game. And one that I've seen people say should be remastered that you so that you could play them on newer consoles, which would be pretty awesome. You know, a city, a city that you could destroy most of it playing as Hulk would be really awesome. And, you know, even though I'm not, like, a huge Iron Man fan, like, Robert Downey Jr. made that character a lot more entertaining and a lot more enjoyable. I think that uh, a video game, yeah, sure, like, Spider-Man, people love Spider-Man. I think that an Iron Man game could be even more fun to play just because of how, like, you're not using webs to swing around. You know, you could fly around and, like they said, punching people through walls. Like, I think that could be more fun than a Spider-Man game. The only problem with Iron Man is the the villains, they're not as well-known like they have a few well-known villains in iron man but you know in spider-man you have like venom and carnage and doc ock and mysterio and rhino and then in iron man you have like whiplash and obadiah stain like who really cares about those villains let's be real like in in uh in movies like they can be fine but like overall like oh boy i'm i'm fighting whiplash now great who cares all right, yield. Well, being made by Avalanche, uh, you know that the destruction is going to be off the chain because of insane. Be- yeah, because of just cause. But ultimately, I would have to see some gameplay of it before I'm like 100 percent sold. You have my interest peaked with Avalanche behind it, but that's about it. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd have to see. I'd have to see something to really get sold on it. Well, there there is a video of the gameplay. Uh, if you go to MinMax, uh, they do have a video of it playing. Uh, you know, it's a little old, but it's uh, it's there. Let me here. Here's a big thing though, also because yeah, flying around the game seems like it'd be a lot of fun as Iron Man, just because that tech would be cool to to fill around with. But then, like, how fast that would that get boring, or you know, would the gameplay go along with it? So. While I see it could be fun, I wouldn't be completely sold on it because, you know, it's like, hey, using the technology is cool, but what's the substance of the game? Because I don't want to just fly around and do nothing, you know? All right. Moving on to our next... What about, what about Joe? Did we not get Joe? Oh, I'm sorry. Joe? 
Yeah, I don't care. There we go. All right, our next story we have. Uh, Spider-Man Remastered is PlayStation Studios' second biggest PC launch behind God of War. Uh, this is written by Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. As reported by Eurogamer, Spider-Man's release on Steam has outperformed Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone, reaching an all-time peak of 66,436 players according to SteamDB. God of War PC's debut saw an all-time peak of 73,529 players, while Zero Dawn and Days Gone both achieved 56,000 and 27,000 respectively. It's a good sign for PlayStation's move into PC publishing. Uh, Sony recently purchased PC support specialist Nixus and established a new PC uh, PlayStation PC label as a part to push the company's move to much-loved exclusives to Steam. Uh, the company expects to make $300 million for PC games alone in the next fiscal year. So, uh, the reason I bring this up... Actually, no, let me go into the next topic with this. Um, here we go. I have to find a link on it. Also come from IGN, written by Ryan Dinsdale. Marvel Spider-Man Insomniac may have scrapped a multiplayer mode. Uh, as reported by PC Gamer Twitter user uh, DNIWETAMP, found various mentions of multiplayer within the files of Spider Man's recent PC remaster, although it's unclear at what stage of development this mode was it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there you go. So, one, I want to talk about uh, them putting a multiplayer mode in Spider Man. Joe, did you play Spider Man? Yeah. Yeah, who hasn't? I mean, if you like, Alex, play, you if you like PlayStation, you play Spider-Man. I mean, I didn't auto-unlock un- my trophies like some people, but, you know, I did play it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I uh, well, you don't want to go there because you're always in the middle of some kind of cheating controversy, no, sir. They, they think I auto-popped the trophies last year. We have proof. Because... We have proof. It's okay. It's okay. We have you have no proof. <laughs> All the dates are the same. How is it not proof enough? Okay, I'm going to address this one last fucking time on this show. When the PlayStation 5 launched, I <laughs> turned on Miles Morales <laughs> to see if the tro- trophies would auto-pop before I beat the game. The trophies popped to a certain point, and then the end trophies, I actually went back and played and got them all. I did not auto-pop that platinum, so stop with that bullshit because I'm fucking tired of people saying that shit. Yeah, you just auto-popped half the game. I didn't, but I, no, I only <laughs> auto-popped like seven trophies. And I did So it. to a degree, Joe is right. No, they're saying I auto-popped the Platinum to get a point in the backlog beatdown last year. I didn't do that. Then, to prove that I didn't auto-pop it, I went through the entire game, again, on stream, I streamed the entire game from start to finish to prove that I played the game, and they're like, nope, still doesn't count. So, fuck all y'all that thinks I cheated, I didn't cheat. Let's go back to the story at hand, since Joe wants to stir up some controversy. Uh, Joe, since you didn't, uh, since me and you were the only ones that played it, do you think a multiplayer mode would have worked in Spider-Man? I mean, you're de- I think you're definitely getting one of the new games, so I, I think that's happening. Like, I think Spider-Man 2 is going to have a multiplayer game, a multiplayer op- component. Like, why, why would they put Miles Morales and Peter in this game if it's not going to be multiplayer? I mean, I would love to jump back between the two, like kind of if they had like a similar function of switching characters that like Grand Theft Auto 5 had, I think that would kind of work for this. But 
I, I come, I'm kind of thinking this is going to be a multiplayer game in some aspect. Co-op. Co-op. Peter and Miles. Well, he, here's why I say you're wrong. Because Marvel Spider-Man, fir- the first game, had you play as Peter, but there was also sections you played as Miles and you also played as Mary Jane. So, I think it's it, there might be a co-op mode, but as far as multiplayer, no. I don't think there's going to be a multiplayer. I think you're going to play as both characters at separate times just with the, through the story. Let's go to the next story. Uh, Astro's Playroom developer is working on its biggest game ever. Uh, from Coming from IGN and written by Ryan Dinsdale. Speaking of GI Biz, Team Asobi's creative and studio director Nicholas Duche said the developer isn't being limited by time or money in the creation of his new project, which will be the first place first since PlayStation 5's launch Astro's Playroom, which was released in 2020. Unlike the free-to-play Astro's Playroom, however, this, this new game will be a full commercial title and our biggest to date, he said. We're not giving ourselves any limits. If if good people want to join Team Asobi, then we will be willing to talk to them. There's always stuff to do. There's always new projects to begin. And we are not limited by money or time. If we could double the studio just like that, we'd find any we'd find work for everybody. Uh, he also explained that around 10% of the team is always testing new technologies to use in upcoming games and commented that the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller has been a, quote, special weapon, end quote, for the development team. Uh, so I think all of us played Astro's Playroom. We all are, are fans of it. Uh, some of us, unrightfully, were calling it a glorified demo. That's what it is. But they do good work. Uh, I've played a couple of the Astro games. I think they do uh, fantastic work with it. I hope they're making another Astro game. But Joe, we'll go to you first. Uh, do you want to see them do other something other than Astro, or do you want to see them make another Astro game? I mean, I want another Astro's game, but I really, I really want to see what they can do. Like, I want to see what, like, take like the handcuffs off this team and let them, like, put a property with them, like a, like a license, or give them an old, like, dead Sony property and like have them revive it. Like, I would love to see them do something with like Siphon Builder or like something with, um, I don't know, pick another Sony IP, anything that's dead, really. But I, I would like to see them do something else because I feel like they have so much potential there. And you could just see it with what they put together with Astro's Playroom, like what they're capable of doing in a video game. And I, I kind of want to see that what, what they can do if they, quote unquote, have the restrictor plates taken off of them. All right. Yield? Uh, I agree with Joe. I mean, let, let, let's see what they can do on their own. I mean, they they have been the only ones, at least with the games that I have played with the five, which has only been a, a few. They have been the only ones to utilize all the tech in the dual sense. And we've talked about this, that, you know, not very many developers used the touchpad very wisely. And no, not everyone is using all the aspects of the dual sense. And, you know, these guys did. So let, let them hit us with a new IP. I mean, I'm not going to totally frown on another, Astro game, but at the same time, let's, you know, if, if money and time is no limit, as they're saying, then yeah, take the, take off the restrictor plate. Let's run this baby wide open. All right, Alex. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this being kind of the flagship Sony studio in Japan, after they closed down Sony Japan, there's going to be big expectations from this team, especially since, you know, people have seen what they can do and seems like a very capable team. I I don't like I don't really like Joe's suggestion. I mean, I want to see uh, like new Sly Cooper and new Twisted Metal and all these new things, and I want a new Siphon Filter for the fans who love Siphon Filter. But I think that if it's not Astro, like give them a chance to cr- some, create something new or allow them to further something that they created with Astro, like take Astro further. I don't want them to just be given like shackled to a, another Sony property. So give them a chance to to stretch the legs and show what they can do. And, you know, maybe they go on a hiring spree, like they do like a new IP, and then maybe there's a smaller team working on something from Astro. Because I feel like Astro is kind of like where they want to go with their uh, mascot. Sackboy didn't necessarily work out. They're still going to do a little big pun and stuff, but I think that Astro is more where they're looking to have a new age mascot. So they need to keep, they need to have something from Astro, you know, here and there. But, you know, I'm... I will play another Astros game. I will play a new IP. Just let them, you know, play in the sandbox they created or like their own sandbox. Don't don't make them do, you know, play with another, a toy borrowed from somebody else, essentially. All right. All right. So our last story before we head into our questions uh, coming from Ryan Zinzel over IGN. The first ever Disney and Marvel's games showcase coming in September. The digital showcase will debut during the D23 Expo on September 9th and has already promised further updates on Marvel's Midnight Suns, Amy Hennon's Marvel's Ensemble Game from Skydance New Media, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and Disney Dreamlight Valley. Marvel Games, Lucasfilms, and 20th Century Games will all be present to some degree during the showcase, bringing, quote, reveals, announcements, and trailers for new and upcoming games, according to Disney. The Disney and Marvel Showcase will be streamed simultaneously online, meaning even those that are not at the D23 Expo can watch along. It will be available on the Expo's YouTube and social media channels alongside Disney and Marvel's main channels uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. in the UK. Given that this is the inaugural game showcase from Disney and Marvel, it's unclear exactly what caliber of announcements will be made during the event, but there will be plenty of Marvel and Star Wars games in development to choose from. So, uh, Yield will go to you first. Are you excited about this? Uh, not really. Um, when uh, I, I believe Nitro dropped this in the Facebook group last week or something, and I watched the trailer because I'm like, okay, well, what, what are we teasing at? And I watched the the little teaser trailer, and I didn't see a thing that enticed me at all. Matter of fact, I posted the comment, I hope the showcase is better than their teaser trailer. Alright, Joe? Uh, Where do I begin? At the top! I mean, honestly, like, who cares? Okay. Like, I, I don't even, I have no words for this. Like, none. None. All right. Alex? It's hard to really know. Like, there's a lot of exciting properties tied up in Disney. I mean, we already mentioned them. It's it's pretty much Marvel and... Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. But, I mean, like, there's already the disappointment of Knights of the Old Republic being... The remake of that being on hold permanently. Us not even knowing if it's ever going to come out. 
And yeah, there's other exciting Star Wars things that are going to come out, but like that's the Star Wars thing I wanted to play. So Star Wars stuff. Well, we're getting a critical mass here. I I agree. Like that's how I feel though. All right, from Star Wars, uh, coming from the article, it says on the Star Wars. What? What? I mean, before you started yelling at Joe, I wasn't done. Go ahead, Uh, I'll finish your train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Potentially, the most exciting thing to come out of this will be we'll see more of Star Wars Eclipse from. Quantic Dream. I have to imagine that'll be there. But otherwise, like not knowing exactly what other games, like are there going to be surprises, new new announcements? Because as far as what we've already seen, like I would like to see more Star Wars Eclipse because it feels like it's going to be a different kind of Star Wars. Where's Survivor? Well, Survivor might also <laughs> be there. Where is it though? Um, I want like- I I want to know what that Amy Hennig Star Wars game she was working on because I didn't know nothing about this Marvel game that she's working on that they're pimping out more than. I mean, the Star Wars game she's working here, on. Uh, okay, Joe had a hot take, and here's a hot take from me. Oh, here we go. Because that's probably the same go. hot take I have, Amy Henning. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> here, okay. I want to stop hearing about Amy Hennig until Amy Hennig does something outside of Uncharted. Same. Because I'm sorry. Was was it Amy Hennig who made Uncharted, or was it that team? Was it Uncharted that made? Or until an actual so, game comes out with her name on it. Let's let's wait and see because obviously she she contributed positively to Uncharted and she helped mold that game series. There's no question about that. But how much of it was Uncharted and the rest of the team, and how much of it was Amy Hennig getting too much credit for the work she did? So I want to stop hearing everyone just blow Amy Hennig until we actually see her do something else. I I wouldn't say that's a hot take. I would say that's a fair statement. Because what 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 was the. was she with Visceral for a while, and that got and that studio got canceled. And that Star Wars game got, got canceled. Nixed. Yep, they got closed. But she was she was on that team, yes. right? She she after leaving Naughty Dog, she was on two teams that both uh, got dissolved. Uh, she was making a Star Wars game that from uh, with Visceral, and that got shut down. Then she was on another team, and then that got shut down. This is the third team she's on, and now apparently she's making a Star Wars and a Marvel game. Look, here's the thing. I have a supreme amount of respect for Tim Schafer because he's made multiple games and sequels that have been very, very good. I'm not saying that Amy Hennig isn't great at what she does, but I want to see more than just Uncharted before I sit her and exalt her to, like, you know, being like, oh my god, Amy Hennig's the, just the best ever. Like, I like I want to see more from her. Like, great, you did Uncharted, let's see what you got now, because everything else you've been doing has been canceled. And that's not necessarily just her fault. I mean, you know, that's, you know, EA probably had a big hand in that, but I, I want to see more from Amy Hennig before, you know, I, I'm just like all over the moon for Amy Hennig. Coming back from the article, uh, it says on the Star Wars front, we know of the Star Wars Hunters, the Overwatch style multiplayer game from Zynga was recently delayed to 2023. Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, sequel to Fallen Order was announced in May with a teaser trailer. So uh, developer Respawn may show a little bit of that during the showcase. Emmy Hannon's also working on a Star Wars game and various others, including an open world game from Ubisoft, a first wor- first person shooter from Respawn, uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake, which we said you know it's possibly on indefinite hold, and as Alex also said, Star Wars Eclipse, the story driven game with branching paths, uh, being made by Quantic Dream. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw an article the other day, yesterday, two days ago, that. Embracer moved Knights of the Old Republic to somebody else. I did not see that. They did. Embracer's been doing a lot lately. We, I mean, well, it's I, not I, here I, in the show notes, like, but I'm what serious. the... Like, like I, it, I just, it was a quick little article a couple days ago, and they pulled it from whoever was doing it, 
because they're having issues and gave it to somebody else and said, here, you do it. I did. I don't. I don't know who and yada yada, but I swear I saw something. I thought they uh, just bought the rights to uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, they did buy the. They they now own Lord of the Rings. Well, they owe the they owe the rights to make. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, okay. MMORPG.com Embracer Group may confirm Saber Interactive taking over Star Wars. Okay, so I uh, Embracer confirmed Studio Switch for AAA project VGC. Uh, has switched. Uh, Asper Media stopped working on the game, and uh, Saber Interactive. Uh, where the hell is this? Uh, All right, come. Well, come. Okay, so it's it's it, it's not confirmed that it's Saber Interactive, but uh, a quote from this VGC article, written by Tom Ivan, says that uh, one of the group's AAA projects has transitioned to another studio within the group. The company said this is done to ensure the quality bar is where we need it to be for this title. We are not expecting any material delays for the title based on this transition. So it, I guess, not confirmed to be KOTOR, but could be. All right, because Matt G in the Twitch chat says, yep, Yield is right. KOTOR has been transitioned. Okay, I mean, Embr- Embracer's been on, they've been doing a lot of work. I mean, keep keep your eye on them because they're expanding essentially to own the world at this point because like Tricky said, they now own Lord of the Rings. And who did they just buy the other day? Limited, they bought something. Limited run games. Okay, they bought limited run games too. On top of all the Square Enix stuff that yeah, they but bought, limited run recently. games, as far as I know, is just all they do is take uh, digital copies and then make them physical. They transition, make them physical. Yeah, they also I don't they, think they, they also develop they, any. Games. They also take old school games and bring them up to physical. Correct. Yeah, but I'm saying they they're not actually developing games. They just no. they do they do okay. Do they? So they own, I believe, limited run also is part of Mighty Rabbit Studios. So like Into the Breach, I believe was one of the or one of the games that one of the first games they put out was their game, and that's why Limited Run exists because they wanted to see their game made into a physical copy. So that's how Limited Run games started. Um, I don't know if they've made any other games since that, but I think they've worked on bringing other stuff to light through their studio, through their team. But I don't know if like Doug and the guy who owns it are still technically going to run the studio. Or if they're putting new people in charge of it, so no, they they confirmed that the same people are staying in charge. Sweet, they're, they're, cool, say, they're I, cool guys. I picked up a, a Samurai Jack game through them because I wanted it physical. Yeah, I got that. At, I got that at Best Buy one day. It was on the shelf. I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." I'm gonna yeah. pick this up. Yeah, they. I'm I'm looking on their website now. They've got uh, Day of the Tentacle remastered physical. And and, and had uh, I, and had I realized that they were a thing, I would have bought Firewatch physical too. I have a uh, Shantae, Shantae, Risky's Revenge, Shantae's Pirate Curse, and one other Shantae game that I got through them. Like, and those are when you had to battle for shit back in the day when you couldn't just like pre-order it. You had to like be up at the time the pre- that the orders went in. The orders and, went live. Yeah, I remember yep. hearing stuff about that. And it was that. like yeah. a thousand it, people it, got it, and then it was shut down. Or like five thousand people got it, and it was shut down. Thousand orders. That's it. So yeah. you just had to have your credit card ready, and you just had to be very quick on the gun. And pretty much if you're there on time, you pretty much got what you wanted. And I remember, like, when it got to, like, the higher-up games, like, Night Trap was really the game that, like, broke them, where, like, so many people wanted it. And I don't know why. That game's a piece of crap. But so so many people wanted it. They wanted it because it's a piece of crap and because it's become such a meme Oh, yeah, it's just because of the nostalgia level. I mean, but, like, people wanted it so bad, myself included, because I just want to own a copy of it. And 
it crashed the site to the point where they're like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. We're just going to do pre-orders. But I pre-ordered a few things through there, and I I just got my Zombies at My Neighbors Collector's Edition, which took like a year and like seven months to get. So it takes a while. It's worth it. it they, put re- they put out really good stuff. Yeah, but their stuff's really good. I got the Samurai Jack Collector's Edition, and it was – they didn't skimp. You, you – you, for what you paid for, it was good stuff. You get what you pay for. Like yeah. I didn't order the Ninja Turtle one through them, and I'm I'm I, I I'm kicking myself for not doing it. But I was like, you know what? I just can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this collector edition stuff anymore. It's just I'm like, do I want a collector edition or do I want like five other games instead of that? <laughs> it's like for the price I'm spending. The struggle all these- is real. <laughs> what happened? I said the struggle is real with that debate. If, well, if it's, a, it if is a real like debate. A really like, cool collector's edition. You're like, well, yeah, what do I want? Do I want to drop the 200, 300 bucks on that? Or do I want to get these other five games? <laughs> 100%. Like, I talk I talk with Kalai about this all the time in our show. Like, if, like you can buy this Xenoblade or this or that collector edition, but, like, I would rather buy four. Like, it's like it's come to the point where collector editions are, like, half the price of a console now. That's ridiculous. It's a video game. I'm not spending the price of a console on one game. It's not happening. I don't care if it has, like x-ray vision goggles in the package it's not happening <laughs> it's just dumb like and i and i get you tricky you love the last of us and i know you'd buy like if they came out with like a last of us like super collection edition with like joel's underwear and shotgun in it you'd be like the first one to pre-order it even if it was, even if it was like a thousand dollars you'd be like man i need this yep absolutely See? but therein it's like it's like people keep pushing these things forward and it's like Again, it's it, it will hold up physical media though. This will keep physical media alive. Tricky buying a thousand dollar copy of something because <laughs> hey, hey, they'll keep making these things because like, oh man, this one guy, this one this guy, one, he'll buy it. This one guy will buy it. So let's, let's we'll make Last of Us remaster, 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 remastered edition. Yeah, yeah but the, the problem is, is Tricky's only buying PlayStation. This time it's in 3D, Alex. So you know, I get 3D goggles with the Last of Us remastered, 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 remastered edition. Okay, hold on. Just I want to cut you guys off a second because Caitlin says he's happy to spend $300 on the Darksiders. I just took my trophies off the Twitch stream and I'm going to move my head so Caitlin can see my Darksiders collection behind me. All four of your, tro- or all four of your statues? All, all six of them. Oh, there's six? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, one for each $100. I'm sorry, one for each, uh, what, $50 you spent on that? Uh, well, hold on. Here's the thing, Joe. Like, I would think that above any other property that you would want to buy something TMNT flavored. And like, that's really one of those things where you can take advantage of people because got disenfranchised, there though. is like, like, and we'll get to that if you want to get to that. Yeah. Well, well here we, we can get into that, okay. but like, like you think about the, who has money now, people who grew up watching Ninja Turtles 100%. and that's why Shredder's Revenge was so popular and has turned out so well, but that that's that, that that to me is the most dangerous when they have something that we all grew up on and there's a serious nostalgia for you have something as great as the uh as shredder's revenge they they already have that fury for ninja turtles and that rekindled like love of it and they're like oh calabunga collection's coming out and they have this collector's edition with all this you know kevin eastman artwork in there and oh man i want that like that's really where people can get taken advantage of is when they have these things from their childhood that they you know have collector's editions for and it's like oh man you, you know what? I'm going to spend the 150 or $200 on this because I just love Ninja Turtles. I mean, I got a little disenfranchised with collecting Ninja Turtle stuff over the last, like, I would say three or four years because it got to the point where, like, 
people that don't even like Ninja Turtles are collecting Ninja Turtles stuff, so I can't even get it now. Like, what, what do you mean? What's, what's the stuff you can't get? Like, figures, um, there's DVDs I still don't have that I can't get, just because the market's become so, like, ridiculous with, like, people, like, shooting the prices to astronomical levels now because of its popularity that I can't even touch half that stuff now. And it's, it's like, it's a, it's annoying. And I have a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff, but it's, like, I just I just stopped mass collecting the stuff. I just well, I just part gave of the problem up. is like and like some, just, you get like a two pack of the new NECA figures, and then like they're six they're sixty bucks at Target, and then you go online on eBay or something or Walmart even, and it's a hundred bucks, a hundred for a two pack or three hundred for some of them. It's they're expensive. I mean, I remember when the movie figures came out, the movie NECA ones came out, and it like changed the game. Like those were like the figures that really put NECA like over the top. Those in like the the horror movie figures that the first few sets they've made. And since then it's, it's still easy to get the horror ones. You can pretty much walk in any store and get those, but the turtle ones are just, it's just, just so hard to get. And it depends on your area, but like my area, my Walmart has what's called distribution problems. And like, they just don't get anything anymore. Like nothing. And if they do get it, it's like, it's gone because all the people know someone that works in Walmart. So once they hit the shelves, they're gone. So I, I've tried. Um, I think super seven does really cool Ninja turtle stuff. Um, there's a lot of companies doing Ninja Turtle stuff right now. So it's it's like an oversaturated market. Like it was funny, like six years ago, like you couldn't find Ninja Turtle stuff on a shelf. Now it's everywhere. Everywhere. And it's nice to see because I, I love that Turtle Power is, you know, alive and kicking and well. But it came down to buying. So for me, it ultimately came down to buying Calabunga Collection. It came down to either buying the Calabunga Collection, uh, Collector's Edition, or buying two copies of the game. Technically three copies of the game. Because I want to buy one digital version of the PS4, PS5 combo that's coming out. Then I want to buy one physical version of the PS5 version and one physical version of the Switch one. I want to have it everywhere so I can play it everywhere. I want to play these games on a Nintendo console ultimately because that's where they were, that's where they were made for. Like I want to get trophies on PlayStation, but I want to play them on a Switch because I just think it it's going to be surreal to play all these games on a on a handheld. I don't know. I'd rather game. play with the uh, the PlayStation controllers. They're a lot more reliable than, than Switch controllers. Not if you have a pro controller. Best controller they make. Probably the best controller in the market right now. DualSense is close. The-, the DualSense is close. It's a close second. Very, very close. All right. I- I'm, making a- I'm making a formal announcement. This is the last time Joe's ever coming on the show because he's got some worse hot takes in the world. It's not a it- it's not a bad hot take. A lot of people prefer the Switch Pro controller. All right. We we have we have a, uh, an argument breaking out in the uh, Twitch chat because uh, Matt G says Darksiders isn't a Darksiders game and Canalus has defended it. Wait wait wait! Um, Darksiders is not a Darksiders game. He said Darksiders three isn't a Darksiders. Game. Whoa whoa whoa! Darksiders three slander will not be not be tolerated on this on this call. Uh, just just to go through this real quick. Uh, I like Darksiders and- three. And Ender says Darksiders 3 is a Darksiders game. Kayla says, uh, excuse me, the hell it is. You might say Genesis wasn't, but 3 definitely was. Genesis is a good game, too. And then Ender says, just trying to use tricky logic of determining if a game belongs in a series. <laughs> I don't know why it's that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. And then Kayla says, I also love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, who doesn't? Well, we're on the subject of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we'll always push that the discussion in that that direction when Joe and I are on. Joe, what's the thing you're most looking forward to about the Cowbunk collection? I mean, being able to play all these games, but honestly, like, my number one top thing is I can finally play Radical Rescue, because I've never played it. I never owned Radical Rescue on Game Boy. It's the only game I've never owned physically. 
in my hand in, in my entire life. I owned all three Nintendo games. I owned Tournament Fighters on Nintendo and Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. I owned Hyperstone Heist. I owned Turtles in Time. And I have all three original... And I have the two Game Boy games. But I did never got Radical Rescue. It was hard to find. And I actually like walked into a store when I was younger. And they had it... Uh, it had it in like a like a CVS, you know, when like CVS sold like video games like back in like the late nineties, yeah, like when they were just trying back, to like blow way everything back out. In the day. Yeah, they were trying to blow everything out. They had left, so it was like ten dollars, and I was like, oh, I don't really want this now. And it was the dumbest thing ever. I should just bought it because it's the only one I've never played, and I can't wait to play it. I mean, I can't wait to play the first one again and get trophies for it. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a trophy for the stupid damn level, but we'll see. People may actually be able to finish the game now. Now there's a rewind feature. I, I I can beat that game. Um, it's not like totally impossible. It's just it's it's just very hard. It's Nintendo hard, as they say. But um, well, that, I mean, some games are a different level of Nintendo hard, and that was one of them that was it was harder than others. Like it, it's harder than hard. Castlevania or Eternal Teenage Mutant Turtles two, the arcade game. Mm, I mean, Castlevania that last hallway is just stupid, ridiculous with all the Medusa skulls. Like that's that's the only part in Castlevania that's like. Like stupid hard is that stupid section with all the flying Medusa heads where they're like there's like one that, there's like one part where they go up and down in like a like a V shape and then then there's the other one where they go to up and down like M's and then there's the hallway when they do both at the same time and I'm like what the hell but it's not unbeatable um people have to remember when Nintendo games are designed like there was a lot going on in the screen so you had like stuttering a lot and turtles like these games could actually fix that they actually put in a mode that fixes all that which I'm excited for as well. Um, I'm excited about all the work they put into this game, Alex. Like, they put the rewind features, but they also put in, like, an entire strategy guide for each game. Like, the people who put this together have love and passion for this franchise, and it and it's licensed, and it really shows. Like, when I watched the IGN, like, preview of it, I was blown away with all the stuff that they added to this game. And I'm, I'm excited to play it. They, they added a mode, Alex, where you can watch the game play itself, and then you can jump in at any moment to finish the game if you want to. So if you're not skilled at the game, and you like suck at like Turtles One, you can play it. You can watch somebody play it all the way up to Shredder, and then jump in and finish. I the mean, game. I, I don't necessarily want to do that, but it, you know, if, if that option's available and people, it's a cool feature. I mean, people to have. use it, yeah. Like I know that most people hearing that will probably be like, "Oh my god, they're making things too easy." But if if somebody else wants to use it and that's an option for them, that's fine. I'm I'm just probably not going to use it. I mean, here's just, here's just a tip for most Nintendo games, and I'll and I'll say this: like, yeah, Nintendo games are hard. But they were never meant to be beat flawlessly. Like, you can do, do that, but, like, a lot of it's just timing and running through levels quickly and taking minimal damage and just taking what's called chip damage and moving quickly through things. Like, Ninja Gaiden's not a game that's meant... You're not, you don't need to kill everything. You need to learn how to bounce off of enemies and keep going and keep your speed up and just run and run and run and go and go and go. And as you get better at that, you'll get better at most Nintendo games. I think, like, if you start in the upper echelon of, like, Ninja Gaiden, Castlevania Turtles, and you can beat those, you can pretty much beat anything else on the NES. Maybe not Silver Surfer, because that game's ridiculously stupid, but most games, yes. Alright, uh, Caitlin wants to know, did anybody buy the arcade one-up of Turtles? I did not, and I, that's kind of surprising on my end. I wanted it, but I couldn't justify the price when I could little, literally emulate the game. Like, I just didn't, I couldn't justify it. Like, it was like, I know when the first Cabinets came out, they were 300 then the new one that's out now, I believe, is either six fifty or seven hundred, but it has online. It has both games in one, or they both had both games in one cabinet. But this one has online now, which is cool because you can play together with your friends, and it's got a wider cabinet base, I believe. So like the the four turtle buttons are spread out farther apart, 
They also make, I know a lot about these stupid arcade one cabinets. They also made a barcade version. So there's like a tabletop version that sits on a counter and it, it has both games in it. And that's really cool. And I think that one's only like 150. And I almost pulled the trigger on that one because I was like, okay, it sits on top of the counter. I could sit, like, I could put it on my desk and I could just play it there. But again, I was like, do I really need it? It would be cool to have my house, but like, I'd rather buy like an Xbox. And I can't believe I just said that out loud. But I would rather buy an Xbox than buy a seven hundred dollar Ninja Turtle arcade cabinet. I heard that yield. And, and honestly, <laughs> if I'm gonna buy, honest. if I'm gonna buy anything, I'd buy a thousand dollar arcade cabinet. I know it's more money, but I just make a main cabinet out of it and be able to play everything. All right, Kalis also said, uh, "F N F the NES Ninja Gaiden." Whoa, that's my favorite NES game of all time. I mean, it's okay. You're not good at it, but you don't have to hate on it. Like, see, all these hot takes. I can't have them on the show anymore. Uh, it is my, it's my favorite NES game of all time. I love that game. I can beat. Was, I can it, beat. It was tough as hell. I can beat the first, second, third, and half of the fourth world without dying, like all the way through. It's just, at that point I start to fall apart. And that's when it gets like stupid hard. I beat it for the backlog beatdown last year, but I'm not afraid to tell you that I use the rewind feature. That's okay. That's fair enough. I mean, that's that's okay. I beat it once legitimately in my entire life, and I'll. I'll say I beat it once, and I beat it. I beat it the second time. I beat it. I had to use um. I had to use the bullshit uh rewind feature on the game on the um. What was it? NES Classic. No, no. Um, the uh 3DS eShop. I had it on there. Oh. Because I own it there. I own it on the Switch, or I own it on the Wii. I own it on the Switch. I own it on. I own the Super Nintendo version, like the trilogy, which is like really rare and expensive. I have that. Those versions actually are not that great honestly because they up res the graphics kind of like super mario 3d world because they didn't just like port everything over they like up, they like fixed them a little bit but it also took away like the speed factor i think so i don't know i like those games a lot i think two is two is stupid and then three took away unlimited continues so three is like the hardest one just because you can't you can't just get good at the game you have to get good at the game over like repeated playthroughs of the whole game whereas like one and one and two you can kind of like get good as you go and like maybe you'll turn it off and come back another day, but you can you can play until your heart's content with the first two and the second one, and the third one's kind of like all right, no more unlimited continues. We're taking baby mode off. Got to be you got to be a champion. Hold on, can we circle back to the one of arcades real quick? Um, yeah, go ahead. Obviously, I grew up in the age of arcades when they were super popular, and I loved it. And I understand why they kind of went away. And you know they're they're kind of circling back around. We have barcades here in town where you can go get some nice grub and also have a nice pint for uh for our fans over there across the pond. And, you know, also play some arcade games, pinball games, and it's fantastic. I I understand that the Arcade 1-Up provides, like, a necessary service, like, so, an at-home experience, and, you know, it's the best option we have. But also, at the same time, like, why am I going to pay $400, $500 for a smaller-sized cabinet? It's not a full-size arcade cabinet, which I know arcade cabinets are much more expensive. But why am I going to pay for hundreds of dollars for a, a smaller arcade cabinet Would I have to, like, kneel down to play and also just can't provide the arcade experience that you would want to play that in. Like, why Why would I want to play an arcade machine in my house when that's not really what the heart of the arcade is? I will say it does provide the arcade experience you're looking for. Um, Maybe a little cramped. Um, Like I said, the $700 cabinets are nicer because the, the buttons are spread further. So you get a, you get a larger, like, cabinet base. But, but I, the size of the cabinets is not that small, honestly. We have... At work, we have the Turtles one, the Star Wars one, and the Street Fighter one. 
at my job. So like I get to play them pretty frequently on on break when I get a chance. Not always, but I mean, when I go on break, I try to play turtles. But anyway, um, they have risers on them. Like so, the original cabinet size is small, but the riser like raises it up to like an adult size kind of, where like they're tall enough for any adult. Normal sized adult from like, I would say like, if you're over like six five, yeah, you might have a problem, but the average person isn't, so. Well, I mean, my thing is like, when I talk about the arcade experience, like, if I play an arcade game, I want to be surrounded by other people playing arcade games and surrounded by other arcades. Like, I don't want to just like, come into my house and sit down at my Turtles arcade game and just play by myself. I mean, I want that, I want that Simpsons one that has Simpsons bowling and Simpsons arcade in one arcade cabinet, which is pretty cool. But again, that one that one's like seven hundred dollars. So. Are, are you reading? Are reading? Are you reading the Twitch chat? No, I'm not. I'm not actually on the Twitch Twitch chat. Why? Because uh, Kayla says uh, he does own the Ultimate Mortal Kombat three arcade one. Uh, it's his baby. And then uh, Matt G just says, "I need to get the Simpsons cab." And then Kayla says, "It's dope." So literally, as Matt G said that you thought you said you gotta get the Simpsons one. I mean, because I mean, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I know Alex likes Simpsons as well. But, like, that game is classic, and it, it's, you can't play it. Like, it, if if the if the video game license holder of The Simpsons was smart, I would put out, like, a Simpsons collection, and I would put that game, I would put Simpsons Arcade, I would put all the Bart games, I would put um, uh, Krusty's Funhouse, I would put... Oh, what else? I would put Simpsons um, Hit and Run and Simpsons Road Rage on there. And just be like, boom, here you, you go. You have a more fond memory of a lot of the Simpsons games than I have, because... A lot of them suck ass, but the suckness is definitely nostalgic suckage. Like, like those games are just what we had to play, unfortunately. Like, I think of a lot of Nintendo licensed games, yeah, they suck. They, they were bad, but it's what we had. And, like, that's what we had. Like, you had to kind of suck through it. Like, it's funny, because, like, I was watching a, like, a not to be on a tangent, but, like, there was, like, a Did You Know Games, and they talked about, um... Like how there was like an unreleased California Raisins game, and I was like, I want to play this. This looks dope. And Capcom made it. Like what? Well, I mean, but if if I want to play Simpsons Arcade, Joe, I can just go to my PS3 and play it on that because they released it on that. I can I can do that on my 360 as well. I can do that as well, and I can't and I still can't get the last stupid trophy or achievement. You can play it on your 360 until it red rings. Uh, yeah, but then I'll just wrap a towel around it and pray. All right, we we gotta stick a pin in this because you guys can keep talking about Simpsons and Turtles all day. Uh, so at this time, we're gonna throw it across the pond for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hello, my friend. Hi, Sid. Sid again with another Sophie's Trophy. Now this one is um, another pretty quick game, but again, pretty much like last week, it's got quite a good little draw to it. Doesn't last long enough. Um, that I would say is the downside with pretty much all of these games um well the the ones that have a little hook to them anyway they don't seem to last long enough the the trophy list is designed um in a way to make you get the trophy quickly which we all know but you can tell with these games the developers originally or some of the developers um i said that word wrong um they designed it with a much more robust trophy system in mind so i've got a feeling it could be a publishing deal that um, gets these things known as rat plats so this one guys is loot hero dx 
Uh, pretty simple to play. You run left and right. Um, as you run left and right, you hit bad guys. They give you money and experience. Um, you run into a shop, upgrade with your money, um, and buy better weapons, armor, whatever. Um, and then go back out and run again. Um, the idea is you need to sometimes run back the opposite way so you can farm. Um, so I quite like it because it's it's a quick game. Okay, and when I say a quick game, it's a quick game to play. You don't need to... Um, there's no tutorials or anything like that, guys. I'm trying to sell this game because it is a fun little game. Um, so, yeah, you go left and right. Um, as you go right, the enemies behind you will respawn, so then you can run left again and beat them all up again. As you do this, you'll get stronger uh, by farming at the shop or buying things at the shop. Um, and you eventually have to beat the final level, which is the volcano. Um, there is a boss at the end of every level. And a couple of times I found myself underleveled for the boss. So I went and picked another level, ran through that, ran back through that, and then ran through it again. Um, and just got powerful enough to uh, to do this. So we'll go through the trophies again. As always, they're pretty simple, guys. Um, we have Loot Hero, which is get all of the trophies. And then we have the woods, the swamp, the jungle, the dark forest, and the volcano. Um, you get a trophy for beating each of those areas. Each one is a gold. Then you have shopping, which is buy an upgrade. Then you have full gear, buy one of each upgrade. Then you have stacked. This one, guys, is get one upgrade medal. You have warrior, defeat 100 enemies. Knight, defeat 10,000 enemies. Overpowered. Beat a level in under 15 seconds. So you're not going to do this till you've upgraded a bit, guys. Um, so once you get to where you can beat the last level, which is the volcano, just run through the first level and you will just fly straight through it. And Master Looter. Collect 1,000 worth of loot. That is your money. Um, as you hit enemies, you don't need to stop to pick it up. Just run straight through them. It'll be added to your total. Um, so, yep, yeah, that is another simple game, guys. But I am working on Bloodborne again. Um, I hate the Chalice Dungeons. I can't get my head around them, how to unlock them. It's annoying me. I've unlocked a couple. But I have chalices, and it keeps telling me I need other stuff to do it, and I don't know where you get the other stuff. Um, so, Alex, get in touch. Help. I need you. Um, but, apart from that, I'm also doing Days Gone. Which, guys, if you've slept on that game, get it played. Um, but that is going to be it from me this week, guys. I will talk to you next week with, hopefully, a longer game to play or to talk about. We shall see how well I do. Um, but take care guys. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. Alright, Alex, you you heard it from uh self play days gone. I mean, maybe. I don't even know if I I assume that I, I claimed it when it was free for PSN plus, but yeah, it's it's not gonna be on the upcoming list of games to play. Uh, and sorry I said that I couldn't help you with the chalice dungeons. Let me see if I can research that and, and figure out how all that works. Um and I'll get back to you. But yeah, I off the top of my head I cannot provide 
a ton of help because I don't remember exactly how the system worked. I just kind of like buried that trauma of fighting all those bosses, the blood of the letting beast and all these other things. I kind of buried that deep, <laughs> deep down. So it's going to, it's going to take some time to dig it, to dig into all that again. All right. We're going to get into uh, what's going to be Yield's favorite part of this show. Something that we've, so, something, oh, listener questions. Okay. I was going to say something that we've already talked about three times. No, no. <laughs> listener questions. Okay. But before, but before we do that, you know what we have to do with Yield. Yes, well, I do. Time to check my social media. Yeah. I, I waited to see if Joe's face would like shrink or something. <laughs> awesome. All right. Listen to questions. Uh, first one is coming from Sid, and I'm going to go through all the responses to Sid uh, before we uh, open the floor to you guys. We don't need to go Sid. through all the responses. Well, it's the conversation. Check, you check, check the Facebook group to see all the conversation. All the conversation. Sid wants to know why are people so negative about the Last of Us remake? I've heard some say it's a cash grab, which I disagree with. The game is over a decade old. When you compare to how it's being made on old, outdated tech, I will admit it's time for a groundbreaking. But compared to games now, it has its issues. Also, the trophy list is awful. If that was the only thing improved, I would still be happy. Dupes goes on to say, I think a lot of this stems from nothing new coming from Naughty Dog or announced from them. We see a lot of released, re-released content from them recently. The Nathan Drake collection, the Legacy of Thieves collection, and the Last of Us remaster already on PlayStation 4. I'm, pur- purpose- I'm personally happy to buy a remake of the Last of Us game that is a masterpiece and it will be nice to revisit before the TV show, but I most certainly see it as a cash grab, and it does not need to be a full price cash grab, a cash boost for Naughty Dog, though as long as it goes into making their next game, which I think we're all waiting for. But Deuce goes on to basically saying he's part of the problem too, because he's bought every version of Skyrim. Uh, Dupes did say, as much as I want this game, don't get me wrong, uh, excuse me, as, as much as I want this game, and don't get me wrong, I'm a day one, really, a day one, by day one, releasing the game on three different generations of consoles is a cash grab. Okay, so, that's where we stand on that right now, uh, but Matt G does say, um, I think the problem is, is time in The Last of Us released less than a decade ago, and a remake just doesn't seem like it's necessary as the city, the series is still active, Dead Space released more of a decade. Dead Space released more than a decade ago, and that series has been dead since uh, 2012, 2013, and needs something to make. Yeah, they need to rehabilitate that series after Dead Space Three. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, I'm going to let you guys make your responses. Uh, we we basically already know what Yield's going to say, but Yield will start with you, and then I'm going to say something because. Uh, I think one aspect of this whole uh, remat or remake is uh, being left out. So, you'll we'll start with you, sir. Okay. So, like like I've said, we we've, we've had this debate discussion multiple times on the show and in the Facebook group. Ultimately, it Alex has made good points about why um, you know he's okay with it. Uh, someone else made good points. Dupes made good points. And me and a few other people are very strongly against it. But 
I have yet to hear an argument to, that would make me change my mind. And, and I think that right now, as, as the group goes, is that's kind of where it's going to be. We would, each of us who's on the opposite side would have to ha- almost have an aha moment to change our mind. You know, we're not going to sit here and argue with each other or debate with each other and go, you know what? You're right. I changed my mind. I mean, and yield. That's where I feel we're at. Yield. Do you feel like that, that it's the price tag and they don't, they haven't done enough to convince you that $70 is worth your money? Cause that's kind of where I'm landing on right now. Well, like, that's, that, that's some of it. Some of it is you've already, you remastered it right away for the four. And I get it. The excuse was that was your way to learn how to develop for that tech. All right. I thought it was kind of BS, but that was a good enough, a plausible reason in my head. So I was willing to let it go. Now you're doing it again and you're using the, well, we can make the version we've always wanted to make. So what excuse are you going to use when you do it again for the six? It's, it's, it's kind of what this seems to be going down. And it's, it's a trend that a lot of games are going down. And, and I'm, I'm kind of against it in that sense, but I see Alex's point of view where it's bringing revenue into the, into Sony. So, um, not like, Oh, how dare you death the Sony? Cause I, I can see that side of it. I just, me personally, I'm, I'm not a fan of it and I will speak with my wallet and I won't buy it. I love Uncharted. Absolutely. I did not buy the Nathan Drake collection. I did not buy the Thieves collection. I haven't even played them. Got it free for, got the Nathan Drake collection free from plus. Never touched it. So it's, to me, it's too soon. You want to remake something, remake something old. Don't remake something. It's 10 years old. That's not old for me. 10 years old is just yesterday. Wow. I'm, well, I mean, you know, you kind of uh, touched on the point that I said everybody was letting go. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to go now. I, the re, When they made the last of us remastered for the four, I mean, I, I told you that I spoke to a developer and that they, uh, they said part of the reason why they were doing that was so they can learn to they have an already established game that they're porting over so they can learn how to develop for the four. And I feel like I, I didn't talk to a developer this time, but I kind of feel like that's what to do with the, with uh, the remat or the remake. But the, the other aspect to it is if they're going to develop a game for the five, you know, making the last of us, I'm not going to argue and say that the last of us was the right game to remaster, but you know, you talk about the $70 price point, like you said, Joe, do I think $70 for it is a little much? Yes. But you also have to remember that this is a business. And if they're going to spend the time to make the game and remaster it to learn how to develop for the five, they also need to bring in some kind of income or some kind of revenue to pay all the developers and the staff and all that stuff. I'm not going to argue and say that the last of us was the right game to do this with, but you have to look at the fact that while they're doing this and learning to develop for the five, they have to make some kind of revenue. Why, why isn't this like a, like, why didn't they include the second game then for $70? Kind of like they did with the Nathan Drake collection. Like why? Like, cause now they're going to turn around in two years and give us the second one again too. Cause this is what they do. And like, I'd be, I'd be happy if they were like, Hey, let's put like, let's put this on premium. And this is a premium game. 
Like, you have to have premium to get Last of Us Remaster, Remaster, Remaster Edition. Like, well, you you also you're also forgetting that they are they did announce the uh, the multiplayer part of the Last of Us that they're making with uh, which is going to be based in San Francisco. So they are making a new game. I'm granted it's going to be a multiplayer game. Mm, you mean they're making they the multiplayer making content for the second one that was supposed to be in the second game, and now they're making it into another game and charging you seventy dollars for that game too? They they never said that the multiplayer was going to be part of the second game. They never said that. I'm pretty sure the second game was yeah, supposed to have multiplayer. Pr- pretty sure the second game was supposed to have multiplayer, and then they ended no. up tanking it. From the start, they said it was going to be a single player release, and that the multiplayer v- version of the game was going to come later. They never said it was going to be part of the game. What did you, you just said later? That means it's part right. of the game. They said no. They said a multiplayer version of the game is going to come later. They never said it was going to be a part of the second game. Hmm. They never said that. I will agree to disagree with you on that. I will also do the same. I I, I will find the link and I will put it in the Facebook group for you guys to look at it. But no, they never said that. Now again. Just to reiterate my point, was The Last of Us Part 1 the right game to do this with? I don't know. I do believe that there will be a PlayStation 6 version of The Last of Us Part 2. But, why? as they're learning to develop for the 5, I think this is... They they have to make some money. And this is an, an easy way for them to learn for the, for the 5 because they have an established game that they're just porting over and learning how to develop for it. And they have to make some revenue at the same time. Just a cash grab. Like I, I, I would, you know, tricky. I, I was okay with this with the four, but or when they did it for the four, but now, right. now you're on the five. You are an established company like Naughty Dog. You've got a a group like Team Asobi that makes Astro's Playroom out the gate. That's really good. For a short, free, packed-in game, it's really good. Where was their remat? Where was their established game that they needed to learn to develop? For? <laughs> right? Kenya, Kenya is a really good game. Where's their established game that they use to develop for the four and the five? So I- I'm not saying that it's not a valuable excuse. You already used it for the four. I was okay with it. If you're if you're going that route again, I really hate to say this. Maybe you're not as good as you think you are. No, uh, I mean let's not go there. I mean, Last of Us is a masterpiece. Like, and it I is. and I used to fight Tricky on this all the time. Yield, I used to say it's not that great of a game. And then I sat down and I played it on PS4 from front to back again, and I was like. This game's a fucking masterpiece. Tricky's oh, not yeah, wrong. No, no, Last of Us is amazing. He's not wrong. It, like it, that game is a masterpiece. And do I want to play it again on the five and get trophies? Trophies I can actually get this time because they're actually making them like achievable. Not not just playing the game like on different difficulties. That's already been confirmed that they fixed the trophy list. That's like one thing they already talked about. So do I, do do they almost have me just on that? Yeah, they do. But. There, there's a precedent here that they keep setting, and it's 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 bullshit. It's like, all right, so again, this is the third time. This is okay. So I'll make a really good analogy. Last of Us is Sony's Legend of Zelda. As it comes out late in console cycles, 
and then they release it again for the next version because they know it's going to sell and make money. So it's like, we'll just move it over to the next one. We'll sell it on this one because we have a huge install base, but then we'll wait for the install base to get a little bigger and then we'll sell it again in the next one. It's like... that, that That's a fair analogy because that's what they've done with Zelda since... Forever. Well, uh, since, the, since the Wii. Since the Wii, yeah. And, well, hold on. If you're going to do that, then call it Mario Kart because Mario Kart, I mean... Yeah, they're de- they're they're releasing well, track like track packs to now where you But that's smart. That's smart. Like what they're doing with Mario 8 Deluxe is what they should have done with Mario 8 Deluxe the whole time. Not waited so long to do this, but, but like But that le- okay, so uh Homer on the Facebook page said that, you know, he com- said that, you know, why do something like The Last of Us when there's a game like Siphon Filter which is much older and probably deserves a remake more than The Last of Us? I hundred percent agree. And given with him. The, the amount of time between, yeah, probably yes, it does deserve a remake more. Problem is, is what's going to make you more money? The answer is not Siphon Filter. Also, look at Nintendo. Are they going to remake the original Pikmin, or are they going to re-release another <laughs> Ma- the same Mario Kart they that's been successful for them for over for the last few years? Like, I mean, it's Nintendo, Alex. They could go either way. They make really dumb Nintendo decisions all the time. Like they'll remaster the dumbest fucking game. And then they won't make a sequel to the game everybody wants. They won't make a new Star Fox, but they'll make okay, like. Okay, so I mean, they 15. they have not figured out what to do Star Star uh, with Star Fox after Star Fox sixty four. They just don't know what to do with that franchise. Agreed. It's pretty effing simple. Just make another Star Fox game and just not make it the same fucking game every time. Like, give me well, a well, brand new to take story it out of the R wing, like, and we saw how that worked. But you look at Pikmin. Pikmin's not like a super popular game. It's kind of more niche than Mario Kart. Like, game, you think about the games that sell you know that may still be fun games but don't sell as well on the switch and that's like your arms your your pikmin like that over time will they sell well sure but like when you compare those something like mario kart or zelda like you're not going to remake those games in favor of these other games like you're going to continue to put out mario kart because that's what people want to buy over and over again and that's what that's what these game companies do like what we seem to forget is the goals of these game companies aren't necessarily in line with the gamers all the time. Like, yes, we want to play really good games, and they want to put out games that we want to buy, so in, they're kind of in, in sync there. But also, when Sony's looking to make as much money as possible, they're going to see something like The Last of Us, and that's easy money compared to something like Siphon Filter, which I'm sorry, at this point, I don't think would sell all that well. I don't either. And I, I, it always goes back to the, you know, sequels and remakes will make you more money than new IPs. Why? Because you already have an established fan base. And it's it's going to be... That's what gaming has turned into. And I know Yield hates this just as much as I do. It's like 90% of the games that come out every year are either sequels or remakes. And there's not much new stuff every year. It's... The new stuff's all indie games. Like, that get lost in the shuffle of all the remakes, remasters, and spam games that come out all year. Well, I mean... You're not wrong in the, what you just said, but you you always have you're always gonna fight that battle of the gamers that say give me a sequel to this game, or rather, or then you have the people that say no, I want new IPs, and then when new IPs come out, people shit on them because it's not a sequel to the game that they wanted. <laughs> so it's a constant battle back and forth. I, I agree there. I agree there. Well, I, no, I just, yeah, right. you, you're not wrong, but that I maybe I'm one of the minority of weird gamers. You can no, make, no, you're not. You, you're you, not. You could, you could make a new game, and I could be like, "God, this sucks." But I'll also sit there and go, "At least you tried." Exactly, but they don't you let know, people I, try I, I, anymore. Because, because, like I've said, you could make a game that absolutely sucks, 
but there'll be little Timmy or somebody who's going to be a game developer one day, and you did something really cool that stuck with him, and he'll be like, you know what? I'm going to take this idea, and I'm going to make it something even better. And that's why I say that why sequels are good, you also need to push the industry. You need to come out with the last of okay. us. You know, where, where it's just mind-blowing, and then that pushes story. I, I would like to make a ca- – well, okay, so, you know, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I would like to make a counterpoint. No, no, no. no. So I, my I thing done. is like – Go ahead. When we talk about like new IPs and sequels, obviously the stuff like Mario Kart, even though it's been released previously on the Wii U, sells crazy on the Switch. You got your Call of Duties that come out every year and sell. It's one of the best-selling games of the year. And – you know, if you're a game developer, are you going to like always be like, okay, new IPs, new IPs, because as far as like sequels selling so well, isn't that on us? Like, isn't that also our fault, like gamers for buying the sequels? And like that, that, that shows the game developers that that's what we want. And also how many people are like, oh, I'll just wait till it's on PlayStation Plus or I'll wait till it's cheaper when they come out with a brand new game. So if you're so are you really going to spend as as a company are you going to spend all that money on R&D and build up this new IP to have people say well I want a sequel or I want to wait till it's 50% off or on sale and then I'll buy it because is, does that make the most financial sense for you and are we not at fault as the consumers for saying stuff like that like oh I'll just wait till it goes on sale or I want to try it in true property so I'll just buy Mario Kart again and play through that like are we not at fault for some of this we are absolutely at fault for it, but uh, again, and uh, like I'm not taking a shot at anybody on the show because I know exactly. Well, wait, here's the here's the thing: I when I say at. us, I don't mean just us four. I mean, oh no, no, I I know what you I know what you mean. What I'm saying, but you just pointed out like the the games. There's people that come out and say, "Oh, I'm going to wait until it hits the bargain bin, or I'm going to wait until it's on PlayStation Plus, That's or me. whatever like that." Uh, oh, I wasn't calling you out. No, but what hey, I'm saying, it is what it is, man. I, I I've got a huge backlog. There are some games I just don't buy day one. I've always said this on the show. If you want, uh, uh, if you want the industry to drive and you want those games, mm-hmm. you need to buy the games when they come out and stop waiting to the bargain bin. Because look at Days Gone. Days Gone was a fantastic game, and as Joe pointed out, it didn't sell well. I bought so it on launch. Sony, Are you too? Sony, Sony doesn't see it as a profitable series. So when uh, so Ben said, "Oh, we want to make a Days Gone too." They were like, "No, make something new." I just... We don't, and we, and to the, and to the point, we don't know if they're making a sequel. You know, we don't know if they're making a Cypher Filter or if they're making what, or they're coming out with a new IP. But I've always said, if you want something, you need to support the developer. That's why, you know, when Horizon comes out, you know, you guys, you know, give me shit all the time because I buy all the collector's editions. It's because I'm giving the developers my money. I'm saying, hey, this is what I want. You know, Kainless in the chat just said, I want a new Killzone. Killzone's dead. Killzone's gone. Sorry, nobody bud. Nobody supported it. Um, I, I, all, Before I. Uh, we're gonna stick a pin in this because we we're getting a little. Oh concerned. no 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 no! Like I, I hold, she, hold wa- on, she wants to kill zone, right? On. Hold on, hold on. Uh, some uh comments from the chat. Like Latin Legacy says, Minesweeper is still the best packed in game. Change his mind. Uh, Matt G said, challenge accepted. Three D pinball space cadet. <laughs> uh, and uh, Caitlin says, Wii Sports uh, got you beat. And Caitlin says, uh, I guess in reference to Joe earlier, says, no, wait, no, because Zelda's always a different game. It's Zelda. 
it's not a different game. It, maybe Breath of the Wild is because Tricky thinks it's not a Zelda game. But I mean, it's not a Zelda game. It is a Zelda game. Just stop. It's not a Zelda game. Just stop. I also want to point out that when Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year, uh, it was the first time ever that a Wii U game won. Game and it'll of be the year. last time ever that a Wii U game won was- Game of the Year. I mean that's not is that, that's not a fair that, assumption. It's really a switch. I mean it's a Wii U game, but yes, the switch the switch is what drew. It that. was not a switch game. That was a Wii U game. Hundred percent, it was. Hundred percent. I agree on that. I agree on that. Um, it, it was a Wii U game that was ported to Switch. It was not a Switch. Game. That was a crazy year though, because I believe that was the year that the two other nominated games for Game of the Year, or the two biggest other nominees were um, Horizon. Oh, Horizon was that one. year. So it was Horizon. It was Mario Odyssey, and I believe Persona Five was that year as well, right? That I th- uh, I think that sounds right. I know Horizon got screwed. And Persona Five should no Persona Five should have won that year. That game is a masterpiece. I'm um, looking up the nominees for that year. Um, I believe Persona Five was was that year. I think it's that that old at this point. While while Tricky's looking that up, I, I will like Yield said earlier. Like I'm I'm more about Sony making putting out stuff that it will make them money that they can then reinvest. If they if they have these safe bet games where they can make a lot of money off of them, like your Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut, then you can take that money and then be more likely to invest in new IPs. You know, if you're always taking risks, then you're going to become more risk averse. But if you have those safe bets that you know will bring in the cash, then you're going to be more likely to throw them towards like a new IP like a Horizon. But that's that's where like the mid tier like double A games where where those come in those risky games, but those are gone now. We don't get those anymore. We don't get the movie license games anymore. We don't get the the licensed stuff. That that was where those meat and potatoes were that held up the industry from like all the shovelware. Like that's where that mid tier games were. That's where your beautiful Joes were and your other cool games were. Your Killer is Dead. All that stuff was in that kind of like tier. And that tier is kind of like falling by the wayside because companies aren't willing to risk it for the biscuit anymore, as you as as you would say. And it sucks. Like you still have some companies that do like like Atlas and Nipponichi. I love those Japanese developers, and they're still trying to you know put out what they want to put out, what they want to make, the games that they want to make, not just sequel, not just like a cash grab. Like, and I don't think like just remakes are cash grabs. I think sequels are starting to become cash grabs too. Like, like I really like what they're doing with Saints Row. That that to me is not a cash grab. They're trying to reinvent Saints Row. They're trying to redo well, Saints Row. Well, I- as Jeff Hanna said, there's really not much you can do after you blow up the earth. Exactly. I mean, and that game was fantastic. <laughs> All right. So the nominees that year were uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I will argue to the day I'm die should have won. Uh, Persona 5, uh, PUBG, Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild. Wow, I, missed, I only missed PUBG. That's pretty damn good memory. Yeah. So Horizon got robbed that year. No, no. All Persona right, got we, robbed. We, it's okay, though. Uh, okay, so the next question coming from uh, Alexander says, what games do you think will be revealed on Tuesday's award show? Now, if you guys are not aware, because I wasn't aware, uh, apparently, uh, they are, uh, Jeff Keighley is doing... Gamescom Live, isn't uh, it? Gamescom Live. Uh, so, I know you guys didn't know this was coming, I know this is probably just, you know, at the, uh, dawn of your, or, at the top of your head... But yield, what games do you think possibly will be get revealed? Because Jeff Keighley tweeted out, uh, "There's a hype trailer uh, with 30 plus games that are going to be live on front of the stage for thousands of fans." Uh, and if you guys want to watch this, this will be at 2 p.m. Eastern time, um, and I guess would, that would be seven o'clock in the UK. Uh, but yeah, yield. Do you, what games do you hope are revealed? 
at Gamescom Live. So I, I take a reveal as in we don't even know it's coming. So correct. So so for anybody that shouts out God of War Ragnarok, we already know it's coming. Uh, right. You know, honestly, I I right now I don't have any idea of any games that that could be announced. I know that sounds kind of cheap, but that's that's where I'm let, at. Let me let, let me just ask you this: Do you think there's any chance we see Sony Ben's new game? I don't think so. All right. Joe, you have any uh, guesses or predictions or anything? I mean, I really hope we get something for Persona 6, but I highly doubt it at this point. I mean, their whole, their whole like anniversary, their Persona anniversary thing was supposed to announce a whole bunch of stuff. But the big announcement was that we're getting um, 3, 4, and 5 on the Switch and Xbox and PS4. All right. Alex, do you have any uh, my My thing is I think Sony's focusing on their state of play, so all their big announcements are going to be there. So we're not going to see anything big big announced from Sony at, at Gamescom. Biggest thing I could think of would be maybe they announced DLC for Horizon Forbidden West because they did the Frozen Wilds for the first game. Um, so I think we'll get something like that for the second game as well. But they're not going to announce any new games. They'll show off more God of War stuff. But yeah, they're they're not going to... Gamescom is not going to be where they're going to do new reveals. So I, we're going to get a we're going to get a reveal. I just don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, uh, and I I judging from last year is when Sony did their big uh, conference. They did that in September of last year. I think uh, Sony's also going to skip this, but not going to get any Sony games, and we're probably going to get all the big releases uh, come. September when they do a big stated play. I like I said, I don't think we'll get anything Sony, but I think we will get a big reveal. I'm I'm hoping I like my like to pie in the sky. Maybe we get something about Metroid Prime Four. Like maybe finally, you like, finally. I think so. Something. They gave us Metroid Dread re- recently. I think that you'll we'll definitely get Breath of the Wild stuff. Maybe a Breath of the Wild release date, but you're a lot more likely to see something about Mario Odyssey than you are about Metroid Prime. All right. Uh, so hopefully I can live stream this. Hopefully I can get either Alex or Yield to do it with me. But I think the time and both are going to be at work. So. What day is it? Uh, it's Tuesday. Mm. But if I can if I can get somebody to do the live stream with me, I will. Be I'll message you. Streaming. I'll message you tomorrow. All right. And the last question. Uh, Coming from Matt G says, last week Tricky said Trophy Horse doesn't condone cheating. We don't. But Tricky runs macros for trophies. Sounds a little sus to me. Is there a feature on the PlayStation 5 you want? Choose carefully because Sony may not advertise the feature you want and eliminate it before you even know about it. Uh, so, Joe, we'll start with you. Is there a feature on the 5 that you want? I would like a better trophy trophy tracking system and i would like those cards and that trophy stuff implemented across the board as mandatory and i would also make it mandatory that every game has to have a platinum because it's just get ridiculous just they all have to have platinums they all have to have trophies and they all have to have a tracking system like just make it happen like xbox does this full stop you have to have you have to have your trophies be able to be tracked and everything is just streamlined like sony needs to get to that place also all the PlayStation Classic games, they need to have trophies. But this is no nonsense with this. Oh, we're just going to port this this awesome Toy Story 2 game, but you can't get trophies in it. No, I want trophies in everything. I'm, I'm just, hey, it's trophy whores, right? All right, yield. Uh, I'll, I'll keep saying it until I get it. I, I want themes. I, wait, 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 wait. I, 
I, I oh okay, you were gonna say themes. Yeah. Oh, you want themes and yeah. folders? You better wait till like the last update when PS6 comes out. Folders, I want. F- folders, I thought were coming, or they're in they're in uh, uh, beta. Yeah. But okay, I'm I'm in the the beta. Yeah. They're not and there, the, are they? The, they're there, but they're not there. Okay. See, see, I I want themes because I'm tired of turning on my five, and I get some random background ad because I like Grand Theft Auto or I play World of Warships or oh we're pushing Spider-Man or whatever and I'm like no I don't I don't want this crap I get that crap when I'm on the internet I don't want that crap on my gaming console I want what I want on my gaming console so it's just my pet peeve I'm like a minority in this one but that's what I want give me my themes yeah I I, okay so just to clarify the I can't really go into it because there's a little bit of an NDA. Um, but you can you can put games under a certain heading. Like I have all the games that I'm saving for the for January first under twenty twenty three games, but it's not a folder. It's just if I go to the right and then choose on all my games, I can see that all those games are listed there, but they're not broken down into folders on the main screen or anything like that. Oh, so it's like a tab, it's not a folder, they're like tabs now? You just basically uh, giving the game a label, like saying this is a 2023 game, or this is you know action action adventure or Assassin's Creed game. Oh, so then when you hit okay, so then when you hit the search like the the tab all the way to the left on the PlayStation Five, and you go through like platform, whatever, whatever, you can search like whatever your indicator is, and then it'll just bring them all up in one page. No, it won't even do that. Oh fuck that! What the fuck is that feature for then? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take a screenshot and uh I'll send yeah send it to me because that sounds stupid because like if I would see if you could tag them by keywords and then the keyword would show up where like the search is for like say like because I don't like what PlayStation Plus Premium did with your game library it like major game library merged with the PlayStation Plus library and it says you own all these games but really you just downloaded them once because Sony thinks a purchase is a download it's fucking annoying. So it's, right. it's like hard to Alex, search through your game library now. It's it's annoying. Alex, any uh, uh just standardize everything. Like if you're going to implement some kind of feature, like accolades, they didn't make it required for everyone to use those. So the system eventually died. You know, eventually they said, "Hey, with trophies, you've got to have trophies in every game because we want this system to survive." Just if you're going to introduce something, make sure everyone has to use it. Make it a standard. I really like that card system, Alex. I really want that card system in every game. Like, I want to be like, if I'm stuck on a trophy, I want to be able to click the thing and be like, oh, this is how you get it? Cool. Done. Then I never have to go on a website again. I can just go there. Like, I haven't even used that yet. It's really cool, Yield. You should just check it out. Just click I know, on it. I, I know for Maneater, every time I load Maneater in, they're like, trophy cards are available for this game. And I'm like, oh, if I get stuck, I'll use one. They are dope. Like ju- I would just click on one so you can see what it looks like. It's it's basically just like a like a like a Nintendo Power kind of thing where it's like three slides and pages. It shows like a tiny picture and then it tells you exactly like like it like writes out like a paragraph of what to do. And it's okay. they're pretty helpful. They're helpful. I really like them. And I think I wish that all the games implemented them though, not just like the first party games or like some third party games that decided they wanted to do them and i'm not sure if it costs more money to do them and that's why like it's a development thing where like it costs more to do that if you want to do it you can if you don't you don't have to all right uh alex and yield i just texted it to you joe i'm sending it to you in uh on facebook messenger right now that's fine i know like aren't trophies don't you pay for a platinum like it's not something you get like 
You have to like sign up for it, right? That's like a different package, right? Pay for a platinum. Like the companies when they put the trophies in the in the in the in the games, don't they have to like decide to have a platinum? And then they, do they pay more for that? Like I can't remember. No. Greg Greg explained it once on on kind of funny, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said like no. you have to actually sign up to put a platinum in your game. Like you don't automatically get one. You have to ask for the platinum. Well, no. What he what he said is that. You have to put trophies in your game. Well, that's I know that. And then uh, he, what he said one time was that they wanted to put a platinum in the game. Sony said no, and he said, and most people just took the no for the you know gospel. But Greg said, if you turn around and say, "But we really want a platinum," they're like, "Okay, put a platinum in." So, oh, those are pretty uh, cool. So, but but that's the thing is like that's it's just a header. It's not a folder like you would see on the PlayStation 4. I mean, it, it, in, in all sense, it's a fucking folder. No, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not a folder at all. I mean... It, it just... It, in your game collection... Looks like a folder like to me. Place, oh, listen to me, Joe. <laughs> on the PS4, you know how like you can put the folder on your main screen? There's no folders on the main screen. This is only in your game library. Yeah, I see that. But, like, that's to keep your main screen uncluttered. Like, I feel like they're... They're they have the best UI out of every UI right now. Like it's just easy, it's crisp, and people complain about it, the simplicity of it, but I like it. It's just very easy and user friendly. The only thing that's not user friendly is setting up a PlayStation party. That shit's ridiculous now. You need Oh, that's easy. No, it's it, it's hidden in a bunch of like you have to like hit the home button and then go over to your tab and then hit that and then hit this other fucking thing and then add your people to your list and then like forget it. If you have a party and you're trying to find an old party to, to go back into that party, it's hard to find them. It's it's absolutely absolutely not. Why is that? It's it's more difficult than it used to be. We have a uh, Rocket League Thursday chat where me, uh, Gareth, uh. Yield, Homer, Nitro, Alex, we're all in there, and all we have to do is go to that message chat and say, join, start party. Yeah, no, that works, but, alright, so, I'm in my PlayStation now. You gotta click on game base, then you gotta click on the, the party button, and then you gotta click view parties, and if your party is not the one, if the, your party, if party members aren't actively on your PlayStation, then you gotta go find the party. You just go down to your messages. Again, that's another step. No, uh, yo, I'm I'm done with you today. M- moving on. Let's just end the show because Joe's pissing me off now. That's what I'm here to do. I love you, Joe, but you're pissing me off. Uh, yield your shout out, sir. So, uh, give a shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. Shout out to uh, Brain Seventy Six for some Deep Rock Galactic. Shout out to Joe for coming on tonight. Shout out to everyone who hung out in the Twitch chat and had your own little argument. That's pretty cool. Um, it is, actually. Had, had your own little argument. Um, shout out to all the pimps in the mountains of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, interacting with us, showing up to record with us. Uh, all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, fudgems. Shout out to football, because football's back. And that's it. Joe, your shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to all you guys for having me on. Thank you. Tricky, shout-out to you for dealing with my bullshit all the time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Love it. Shout-out. I, I even allowed you to say the unforbid- the forbidden name on the show. <laughs> shout-out for the Mets 
for winning 79 games already this year. Yeah, first place, baby. Shout out to the Yankees for plummeting back down to planet Earth like they should be. Uh, shout out to Tricky for being a Yankees fan because I love enjoying your, your, your tears. They taste so good right now. Um, shout out to Alex and Yield again. Alex, love hanging out, love talking. Yield, I want I want to do more content with you, man. I don't get to I don't get to talk to you enough. Hashtag I'm yielding on this game. We need to make that a thing. We need to make that a t-shirt. <laughs> needs to be needs to be a thing. And uh, shout out to football season. I'm a huge Buccaneers fan. I can't wait for the season to start. We're losing players like crazy in preseason. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know if Brady's gonna come back. Maybe he's too scared now with all his linemen going down. He has no one to protect him. I don't know. We'll see. I was I was fully expecting him to announce retirement. I, I was gonna say, is it like he have like marriage problems? I don't know what the fuck. How the, how do you have marriage problems with that? Do you look at that? Look what he has at home. How do you have marriage problems I, with that? I I think she's upset with him. Well, she's probably upset that he's going back and playing football again after he announced retirement. I mean, That's he's gonna get killed. He's gonna get killed. He's gonna get killed this year with that O line. But shout out to Waffles because they're the most. Actually, shout out to Team French Toast because I'm Team French Toast. I'm kicking it up a level. I am not Team there Waffle. You go. I am not. You're the man on that one. What happened? You're the man on that I am one. not Team Waffles or Team Pancakes. I'm Team French Toast. French Toast but is you, the superior breakfast. But do you put peanut butter on it? I don't, but I would. I would try See? it. See? There you I, go. I'm I okay made, with that. I, I made Oreo uh, cookie French Toast this morning and Cinnamon Toast Crunch French Toast this morning. And they're absolutely fantastic. So, um, And to answer your question about pizza, uh, who the fuck puts mayonnaise on pizza? That's fucking gross. Uh, Chicago pizza is soup. It's not pizza. And hold on, hold on a second. It was mayonnaise on spaghetti, not pizza. whatever. It's disgusting. Mayonnaise on anything is yeah. disgusting. It's, it's I, I I agree. Devil's well, no. it's devil's mayonnaise. Man, mayonnaise on eggs is fine. It's freaking devil's jizz. What it is? Get get that out of here. If you want to eat it, that's fine. But mayonnaise on eggs is no more acceptable than mayonnaise on pizza or spaghetti or whatever. Why would you put mayonnaise on eggs? It's like the same. It's like they're, they come we can't have peanut butter like on waffles, but yet mayonnaise on eggs is acceptable. First of all, I, I, I've had peanut butter and waffles. That's slamming. That's that's a slant. That's slamming. You guys got something there. I like that. Yeah. I had it after I was on the sh- after you guys talked about that in the show. I had it. That was good. I liked it. Make six to your ribs, don't it? I had, well, I had peanut butter. I had peanut butter and jelly because I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then I crisp yeah. up my waffles. It was good. It's good. Hit the spot. See? Um, and, and and as far as mayonnaise and eggs, I make a ham, egg, and cheese and put light mayo on. That's fine. That's a sandwich. You're not just eating. Oh, well, if you're, you're not a savage. Sandwich, you're not eating yeah. eggs with mayonnaise on it. You not, not to mention, I'm not really not a to, mayo guy. I'm a miracle whip guy. Not not to mention, uh, in the group chat that we have with the with the five of us, I made a slam and egg sandwich and put it in there, and you all agreed it was it looked good. That's good. Uh, and the ultimate pizza topping is pepperoni. All right, We're, you're you're done. Alex, your shout give out. a shout out to the community, the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire. This trophy horse. The heartbeat of Trophy Horse. Thank you all for continuing to push us onward and upward. Without you all, we would be absolutely nowhere. Certainly wouldn't have gotten to 100 million downloads. You all are awesome. Keep on keeping on. Also, give a shout out to my co-host, Tricky, and to Yield. Big shout out to Joe, my my brother in Turtles. Uh, looking forward to the game as much as you are, sir. Of course, the collection, Calbon collection. And uh, thanks for coming on. And, you know, you you and your hot takes, like, you know. Sometimes that's okay. He just doesn't like it when somebody else is the uh, someone else is the bell of the He's ball. Got some bad takes. 
It's okay. I, He's got some bad taste. I'm, br- I'm bringing the you, controversy you, here. I'm bringing the controversy, Tricky. And, and even Matt G says you're getting the sacrifice in well, the cult. Tricky, you know what? Tricky, maybe Tricky just doesn't like when someone else is the center of the controversy. It's not him because usually it's him. Uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend, Ashley. I love you, hun. Thanks for going to Cardinal Gaming with me today. Uh, shout out to Cardinal Gaming in Louisville, Kentucky. If you, if you haven't been there, go check it out. Uh, and, you know, again, last but not least, shout out to, to Ashley. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be it for me. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Joe, even though he's got some fucking horrible hot takes. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Alex. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. And until next week, happy trophy. Later. See ya. Later, guys. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.